Hey everybody, welcome to High Spots and Kickouts. I'm Dick. I'm sitting here with uh, Clint. What's up? And uh, Brent. How's everybody doing? We've uh, actually got uh, Zach here running the Google machine for us. Uh, you know, me, Zach, and Clint host the uh, Rad Nerd Dad podcast. But uh, so, Paul Orndorff, RIP. My, uh, I just got to talk right now about uh, my favorite Paul Orndorff moment, and that is him beating the shit out of Van Vader and his fucking flip-flops. <laughs> big Van Vader got too big for his shoes. Uh, I think my favorite Paul Orndorff moment is uh, him and Hogan in the cage Saturday Night's, Saturday Night's main, event, main Event. When he was the heel, Hogan was obviously faced because he was never a bad guy, ever. He always did bad guy shit back until, then. Like oh, that, always, though. dude. And Robbie Heenan used to call him out for years and years and years. And until he joined the NWO, then everybody was like, oh, Heenan was right the whole time. I think a lot like a lot of people bitch about like there not being any like true heels and true faces anymore. And like the the betweener became cool and shit. But I think they're just misremembering like faces back in the day because like they did heel ass shit. They weren't really good people. No. No. They, they still do heel ass shit today. <laughs> Which I think my favorite Orndorff moment was. Uh, when he came back from injury and he got replaced by Rick Rude and it started that whole rivalry. Oh, they, yeah. They had some real good matches. Was that the, uh, uh, I mean, was it after he like started losing feeling in his arm and all that shit? That uh, was about the same time. Uh, he had an unfortunate accident, right? That caused him to have a stinger of some sort. I, think, I think he just kept wrestling through a stinger. It's like, well, no, he, he, got, uh, he got hurt with his uh, thing with Hogan, but he didn't want to give up the main event spot yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he didn't want to. So he just wrestled through Hogan it. So that's why he went away after his uh, stint with Hogan was over. And then when he, Bobby Heenan replaced him with Rick Rude, and then when he came back, he became a heel again, or a face. And then, uh, yeah, it started some pretty good matches with Rick Rude. So Hogan's first six WrestleMania opponents are all dead. That's crazy. Well, Hogan's not getting any younger either. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's going to be the worst day of my life. I was going to say, all of our heroes are getting older. Ma- Macho Man was a real bad day for me, too, but Hogan, I'm just not. I'm just going to call into work and sit in disbelief all day. I remember hearing about Macho Man and being like, what the fuck? Dude, I was I was at a... Like, of all people, I didn't expect Macho Man to go out like in a car wreck, heart attack style like that at, way. You know what I mean? I was at a dentist cool. office, and I came out, and uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, uh, you're you're gonna be really upset, and like I just thought that she fucking did something, and I like you get that feeling like, oh, you bitch, what 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 are you about to hit me with? And she's like, Macho Man died, dude. I'm like, all right, take me home. Uh, take me. Home. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that sad about it, but it was weird. Like it, I'm glad it wasn't like because you were like, oh, he got into a car accident, but had a, they didn't know if he got into an accident, and then had a heart attack or had a heart attack, and then got into an accident. I'm just glad he wasn't busted up too bad to where like he had a, either either way he went out as Macho Man would have went out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> over over the top, and I don't yeah. believe Hulk Hogan's story about him and Randy making up at the dentist office no. all the time. Why? And if Randy Savage was that nice, it was only because his mother was there, and he didn't want to upset his mom. You can't take Hogan out his word. Not when moms are around; it's different, and you know that. <laughs> it's, it's not when Macho Man died, but I have a story about only reason I can... taking time off when uh, somebody did die. I think it was like my sophomore year of high school. Uh, when George Harrison passed away, <laughs> my English teacher literally took like the whole week off because he's so-called really? the biggest Beatles you, fan. You of know all when time. Uh, JFK died, they shut down schools for like a week and shit like that, right? Hmm. Yeah, uh, my history teacher. My history teacher when I went to college for a little bit, 
He told me he went to Spoon River College when JFK got killed they or was assassinated. They shut down the colleges over there. They shut down the schools. They shut down everything. He said gas stations, grocery stores, everything was shut down for almost a whole entire week. Like, people were so sad, like, crying, holding each other in the streets and shit. Well, that was like, the, fir- that was the first time that anybody's ever actually seen anything like that happen back in those days. Well, I mean, right. you know. Before Lincoln, that, the Lincoln last got one was Lincoln. In, so he got smoked in front of a shitload of people. We didn't do a whole lot besides well, watch CNN. At least 30. The towers came down for, like, three or four days. Yeah, that, that yeah but they still made us go to school. I mean, we had to go to school. And but. watch it at school, and then watch it at home, and then watch it at school, and watch it at home. <laughs> it's always up in the corner on the TVs that they hooked up in the screen. The, you know oh, I mean? Dude, I was glued to the TV set for a while. But but uh, but anyway, yeah, Mr. Orndorff was, uh, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff was, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you know what I mean? He tried to come back to wrestling after he got injured, and he just didn't have quite the same wrestling career that he would have had he not. He, he was unrecognizable to me when he was on that table for three episodes. With the his handlebar, handlebar mustache yeah. and his... Cowboy hat, the fucking old cowboy, crocodile yeah. Dundee hat. Mm-hmm. The, the bad part, he never actually held a title in WWE. That I don't think he did, or that I can remember. But I mean, in WCW, he had the television title and he won the tag team titles with uh, Paul been, Roma. He might have been tag team champ in WWF with like Piper, maybe. Or all right, Zach, we need the Google machine. Did did uh, Paul Orndorff ever win a title? It would be in the last page you were just on. Which, which when he debuted and. WWE is the all the way down. Will be uh, at the very last thing is championships. Which the yeah the day that he debuted in uh, WWE was the same day as Hogan when Hogan won the title from uh, what was it Sergeant Slaughter or the Iron Sheik? Mm. It's either one. I think. Yeah, man, it's just a class of two thousand five. Feud of the year eighty six, I believe. Is a, yeah, feud of the year with Hogan in eighty six is where the, I think the culmination of that was the the that was Saturday night's main events. Cage match, the cage right? match was the culmination of that, right? And then him and Hogan were in a tag team for a while, right? And they have a huge match against King Kong Bundy and yeah, uh, uh, tugboat, right? If it wasn't tugboat, then it was um, who was the other no earthquake. If it wasn't him, then it was, was the same guy. There, there was another dude that was like as big as King Kong Bundy back then. I don't know if it was uh, Earthquake. Big, big John Studd was part of that too. It might have been yeah. Big John Studd or because what the the Heenan family when it started, what it was Orndorff, I don't King know Kong much, Bundy. I don't know much about uh, Big, big, big John, John Studd. Big like, John Studd. I know Andre didn't like Big John. Well, Stead. it's because he did the over the top rope thing, pissed Andre off, and that yeah. was Andre's thing walking over the top well, rope. And Big John still was like, "Fuck you, dog! I'm yeah. doing that." He didn't like my. I mean, Andre didn't like very many big men anyway. I mean, he's probably a tough guy. He's a big bastard back in the fucking seventies and eighties. You had to be <laughs> tough back then. They really, they really fought each other back then. And, you know, they don't give each other receipts back and forth now like they did back in them days. Might catch one every once in a while, but back then they just got in the ring which, and punched each other in the which, face for an hour and then which wrestled. You guys talked about uh, Macho Man and. Andre absolutely hated him. Every time that any of the other wrestlers used to watch matches between Andre and Macho, they always felt bad for Randy because they knew that those slaps and everything were as hard as freaking possible. Oh, mm-hmm. man. And Macho, I mean, Macho's big. I mean, he's little comp- compared to the guys at that time. So. Fucking don't matter. He pissed off Andre somehow. <laughs> or his dad did or his brother did, one or the other, you know. With his outlaw indie mud show. <laughs> All right. So uh, rest in peace, Paul Orndorff. Yeah. We'll uh, try to get to something else real quick. Uh, I know there was a couple... Title changes. You guys don't watch it, but uh, Ring, <laughs> Ring, Ring of Honor has a brand new heavyweight world champion. Uh, I didn't know Ring of Honor was still around. Yeah, it's just not on TV, really. Yeah, Bandito beat Roos. Oh, the Bandito. Does Sinclair uh, Broadcasting still own ROH? Yeah, it's still so on that's at 3 that's, o'clock in the morning. Yep, that's why people don't know about Ring of Honor. 
Uh, that's, that's why people don't they, know. I mean, I remember when they did that deal, though. Like, like, like Sinclair Broadcasting is a huge fucking network. They had a chance they, they to are, do a better deal. They just didn't sign anybody, and so then they got fucked over. They no, are. they got fucked over by Jericho, I'm pretty positive. No, they got fucked over by themselves because they had a chance to sign a bunch of people, and they didn't do it. They had AW the fucking sign. Young Bucks and shit, and had the fucking Jericho Cruise and shit, and they paid for all of that shit the, well, that launched their fucking Madison Square Garden yeah, show that led to fucking AEW, dude. They fucking fucked themselves. They had a chance out of to AEW sign, like, shit. Ricky Starks and a bunch of young prospects, and they didn't. They just let them go. The thing is, Sinclair Broadcasting is so big that what they own like a lot of Fox stations, ABC right. stations, CWs. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, they just put Ring of Honor on at three thirty in the freaking morning, yeah. and who the hell is going to watch well, that? And they're like mostly. Bar, yeah, yeah. I think I actually have a recording set be- for the CW, and it records at like Friday night at like <laughs> three in the morning. Well, and I think Sinclair Broadcasting is like a huge, like uh, right right wing Christian network system too. Well, so they like, got the big briscoes on there, so they ain't too right wing. Yeah, well, they own it, but that's why they put it on three thirty in the morning because like most everything else is like Pat Robinson. Oh yeah, and shit. I don't know about all that, but it's sad to see that they're a decent wrestling company that has had a lot of stars and they just didn't. I know pull one. The trigger I know one guy that's still there. Didn't holding strong. A cheese, a cheeseburger. Jay Lethal. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Either. Black Machismo uh, himself. Yeah, Jay, Jay I mean, Lethal is. He just must be comfortable, I guess, because like. Well, I mean, where else is he going to win the title? At? He's uh, not that he needs to win a title, but he could do. He could be somebody. He, someplace he recently else. was a uh, tag team champions with uh, John Grisham. He had their heavyweight title for a long time, right? Like the uh, writer. What? Like the writer? <laughs> yeah. Yep. John Grisham. This is a joke. Now, uh, actually, we'll be watching Impact later, and we get to see. His wife wrestle, I'm pretty sure. Oh, interesting. Which is, which is Jordan Grace. I think she's in the uh, kickoff show. Jay Lethal's new gimmick is that he's the Pelican Brief. Actually, he's the uh, pure. He's the Ring of Honor pure champion right now. What's really? that mean? Uh, it's like there's like uh, they're intercontinental or TV title, right? It's no, like they they, they have it. Yeah, they have a TV title, but the pure wrestling championship. It's like a different set of rules. You you get you only get like two rope breaks you can use, and it's like a fifteen minute time period. If you use a uh, closed fist, you get disqualified. The match is over. There's just, just a bunch of. It's supposed to be pure wrestling from like, like the catch 19, catch can wrestling from the nineteen thirties. That's why ROH is on at three thirty in the morning. I had high hopes for ROH, dude, especially when uh, Cornette was in charge of... The Marty Scroll shit didn't help them. Yeah, not at all. No. I don't think the Jim Cornette shit helped them very much either. I just uh-huh. had high hopes for a second. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Which also... Okay, they have a new TV champion. It's Dragon Lee. Uh, they have new tag team champions. It's uh, Chris Dickinson and Homicide. I like Homicide. And then also over in New Japan, there's new IWGP Tag Team Champions. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi lost the titles to Naito and Sonata hmm. from, what is it, Los Ingobernables de Japan? I'm surprised you can even pronounce that. Yeah, it's <laughs> I've, I've barely heard of Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, he would be the guy that won the pure championship in Ring of Honor because all he does is oh. grab a limb and fucking yanks it on everybody. Hmm. Kind of like the story you told last week that most people couldn't hear because the episode's audio was shit. About people stealing Pete Dunn's gimmick? Well, no. When you talked about you and uh, Rich having that wrestling match. And oh, he just, just, grabs just you fucking beat me up. Wraps him up into whatever fucking whatever pretzel he can and turns it into a submission. That's a fucking... If he had... Uh, what's his name from AEW on there with the, the announcer with the mask? Oh, Excalibur. If he had Excalibur, he'd have all kinds of whacked out names for every move. Yeah, he's he doing, would just he'd whether just it was it a real move or not. <laughs> yeah. 
the Texas arm stretch tornado. <laughs> what? That's uh, part of his problem, man. That guy, he talks he, crazy shit. And he tries like, to he tries to be Mike today. Why don't you just say day? it's a fucking arm drag? I That's still don't even know who the fuck he is. They've never even introduced him as a character. They've never said any of his backstory. They never like he's just, an in, he's an Alex Caliber dude with the. I, he's I mean, a uh, indie wrestler. Like he used to wrestle yeah. in well, he pro owned, wrestling gorilla and stuff like that. He owned wrestling gorilla for a long time too, which is like an L.A. fucking elite. I feel like he kind of wrestling shit. I feel like, like he kind of ruined Malachi there. Black's uh, entrance into AEW. The bad part is half of them are still but calling him Tommy in. Yeah, they've never said any of that shit though about Excalibur on. Uh, on AEW at all? Like they never introduced him. They never said he was from the Indies. They just said, "Boom, Excalibur, dude has a mask. He's white." Don't really know why. They like, call him Excalibur every once in a while on there, but like, yeah, I mean, I, they expect you going into an AEW show to be an indie fan because they assign a lot of indie wrestlers. Uh, but they, so they like, like you talk about the backstory know. and introduce their other fucking characters. Excalibur well, is one they haven't. Like, yeah, they also didn't with Jr. But you know who the fuck Jr. is exactly. And you, you know, know who? That's because he's just an announcer. You don't know who fucking Byron Saxton is, do you? Yeah, they like have the whole. Th- yeah, he came from NXT. He fucking was a wrestler in NXT and shit. And they talked about it all the time. Where's he from though? Where's he lived at? Where's he born? Yeah, but they didn't say shit. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Zero with Excalibur. Zero. Have it. Well, even- that's the thing. That's a mystique about him. He's like Undertaker. No. No. Well, no, obviously like, no. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying, though. That's why I haven't said anything about him because he's like their version of not say their version of Undertaker because that's ignorant. Really, they but have like he wants he wants he has wants, any credibility. He wants whatsoever. to be not known. You know what I mean? Not like Cactus Jack being from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? You like, would think he would want to uh, establish some credibility as a fucking wrestling journalist on AEW. He's a goober. But they don't, yeah, they just should take him off. No, they're not going to do that because the kids like him, but he's a goober. What kids like him? I, obviously, he's, he's in not the even fucking likable. Young, not to you. I don't think, like, nobody. I don't, I think people forget he's on the fucking show. No, well, I, I mean, he gets I mean, their other of. option would be put Taz back in the booth. But but Taz has it's too much fun being with Team Taz. Which his shit don't make no sense whatsoever. That shit just ended, right? Didn't no. Brian Cage? No, no, no uh, it's still going. It's still going. But Brian Cage is he still part of the group? No, or is he he out there? Oh, he's out. Oh, Brian Cage if, is out. There's still a thing. Just so they got his son. Wolverine's on his own now. <laughs> so they got his son Hook. And, and Taz and, and Ricky uh, Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs. Oh. And they'll probably sign somebody else. I would imagine. I don't see why not. But it, their FTW championship makes no sense. It doesn't. Especially See, since they had Ricky in, Starks win the FTW championship. In, in ECW, the FTW, FTW championship was a thing. No, it did because mm-hmm. there there was a reason for it because they wouldn't give Taz a title shot. Didn't he Taz was, just have it for the whole time like no, nobody else won uh, the fucking he thing? Lo- he lost no, it. Sa- Sabu won Sabu it. had it, and I think Mike Awesome had it as well right before he took off and went to WCW. But the thing with Taz was... His FTW title meant something because they wouldn't let him have a shot at the ECW title. So he said, fuck it, I'm making my own title. And it was like a storyline. It made sense. The FTW title here is just, we're giving it to Brian Cage because fuck the AEW and we're making our own title. We're here just to make our own title. We don't want to go for your title. We just came to your company. We're not going to go for your title. We're just going to come to your company and make our own title because we're not good enough to win your title. Yeah, I mean, it, that's all it says to me. And I got my fucking underage that's son. Like, that's like out Jeff here. Jarrett having the NWA title on TNA when it first started, though. And, like, and it's a way for him to push his underage that. son that looks nothing like him. <laughs> He's a little lanky. Hook, what do you think about this? I'm mad, and I don't like to be mad. Yeah. It's just straight face. That's it. That's, like, that's your promo, dog? Your but, working punch looks like shit. You got the little slip-on Adidas shoot on the you whole little kid's You ain't suplexing nobody. Like, 
the thing is, most it's people bad. don't realize it. And he's still being taught to be, or he's still taught to wrestle by Cody. And Taz is still wearing hats with like the little thing on the back that don't make no sense. Little hats. <laughs> what are you fucking doing, dude. I, I hey, like at least, Taz's promos on there. At though, least man. since we're talking about Taz, it can lead into one of the other things that we got to what? go over this week. I'm sorry. Hold on. Taz's promos don't make no sense on there. He said nothing yet that makes any sense. A lot of people's promos don't make no sense. I'm just saying yeah. it's as top quality as fucking mm. as they can know. be on that show. Out of his group, yeah, because he's the only one that can cut a promo. I can see that, but <laughs> right, there's an air of a little bit of a legitimacy to it. <sighs> Not anymore. It's all stink. <laughs> I mean, Brian Cage was probably the best part of it, though. It's Wolverine, he's gone. yeah, he's yeah. on his own. He's going to be a good guy now. Well, well yeah, because uh, what Hook distracted the referee and then. Uh, Hobbs hit him with the belt and starts took it. Cage ruined it for me though when he came out with the pay per view dressed up like a fucking cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> He's this beast Wolverine with a fucking sweatshirt on and get cut off or whatever. Like came out with like a whole metal gimmick on his head and shit. Well, yeah, he's trying to be like uh, Kenny Omega back when Kenny Omega was in New Japan and he'd come out with the Terminator and all that type of shit. It's too much. It's Sting and the RoboCop. <laughs> Except this time, Sting was the RoboCop. What was that WrestleMania fucking thirty when Triple H did the Robo or the ter- Terminator, Terminator shit? I don't remember. It was dumb. <coughs> it's all dumb. Over the top and overproduced. All right, but speaking of Taz, at least we were close to ECW. So <laughs> uh, this week, uh, Bully Ray turned fifty. Yeah, he did. So happy birthday, Bully Ray! If you so listen, uh, that's probably not. But yeah, no, he's not listening. <laughs> he doesn't have time to listen to us. If you, if you were going out with Velvet Sky, you wouldn't be listening to us call, either. I'm gonna call Bust Open and plug our podcast and hang up. <laughs> but I, but I figured we could uh, give our favorite Bully Ray moment. Oh, you got one? You yeah, go, I do. I do oh, have well, one. Go go. Right, My favorite it. Bully Ray moment is Bully Ray, the whole Bully Ray, Brooke Hogan. So you're going with actual line. Bully Ray, not yeah, Bubba Ray moment? A. Okay, so TNA then? Yeah, I mean, that's when he had his biggest run, I think, mm-hmm. man. He was single. His biggest singles push was uh, the whole fucking Hulk Hogan with Brooke Hogan trying to marry him and shit storyline with the aces and ends and the aces and eights and everything. Yeah. I feel like that's my favorite biggest Bully Ray moment. I know you guys are a big fan of 1997 tag team wrestling in WWE and the tables, ladder, chairs bullshit. That was 90, 2000. My favorite part of that was Spike Dudley, though. Actually, my uh, favorite Bully Ray moment is when he won the TNA championship and revealed that he was the president of Aces and Aces. Yeah. Dude, that's that. Mine is uh, when he was in ECW and they needed anything they could do to get ratings and Paulie was like, you guys go out there and do Dude, what you the can. the original Dudley well, Ryan that, ECW. That was, was going to be, uh, be my second. Bully. 1997's uh, Barely Legal when they started the show with just them standing out there pretty much there was telling. more than that that they just started the show where they were standing out in the middle of the ring telling people to go fuck themselves. Yeah. And yeah. That, that night in particular is the night when he tells old girl that fucking she, her, she brought your young daughter here and you taught her how to suck dick. Yeah. That's some <laughs> fucked up shit. <laughs> To say to some people the, in the whole crouch. Deadly storyline is Which fucking that, great. Uh, though, like they pretty much left after that moment too. Yeah, we pretty much, but yeah, the whole and they told people they were going to the WWF. I fuck you, we're leaving. But yeah, the whole <laughs> the whole Dudley storyline was fucking Just weird. Old Papa Dudley was an old territory wrestler and went around fucking everybody, fucking other other chicks in every territory. Now yeah. there's a a Dudley kid from there was a bunch everywhere of Dudleys. in the country. There's a bunch of Dudleys for a while, and most of them, except for the main three, are pretty much all dead. But like I feel like that and TNA are both way more entertaining than anything he did in WWE. Uh, they're except they're, for when Enzo came out and said he's going to slap Devon's eye straight. <laughs> 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 their their first 
ladder match in WWF at WrestleMania 2000 was very memorable. I would say that match is better than any um, the first, match in ECW or TNA. The first actual tables match in WWF at Royal Rumble 2000 against the Hardy Boys is a really memorable match. And I would say them winning the WCW Tag Team titles from Undertaker and Kane and like becoming the... That was the unified. What well, that they, then they'd won every tag team title there was to win at that time as well. They'd become uh, what but do you they call? They weren't it? never really WCW champs. Though. I mean WWF WCW champs, <laughs> but they still claim it to this day. And then they won the yeah, TNA twenty-five titles. time champs and shit. Yeah. And then they won the TNA well, tag titles too. Well, first they won the NWA tag team titles, and then when that fell apart so they were awarded the tna tag team titles so they got that on the list of titles they got too so now even i mean they could still come back and win the AEW titles they're still in decent shape well devon money had our stroke devon works for wwe i don't mean shit he could quit at any moment or they might have budget cuts you know yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, how it. did Devon fucking make all three that's what i was about told, to say i don't know how he made he, it through the last Steph, round he told stephanie man he loved her he got real weird on Twitter for like three weeks. His stroke, bro. He's saying all kinds of strange things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Devon, but except for brother Devon with Deacon Batista. Let's go. Got Batista in though. <laughs> yeah. Put the dollar in the box. Batista's a weirdo. And since we're on a uh, TNA, it's uh, Saturday, July seventeenth. So, you guys want to talk about the card of Slammiversary? It's on in what two hours? Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying. I, I mean. I, I don't know that I'm slightly excited about it, but give or take. This will be my dipping the toe into Impact, my once a year. Oh, I'm not excited about it at all. I'm going to poop on the whole thing. I hate Sammy Callahan. I don't give a fuck. I just about hope Kenny Ken Omega. Sh- I hope Ken Shamrock shows up tonight and fucks everybody. Up. Right, I so hope we'll, he legitimately so we'll just, uh, breaks Kenny Omega. So we'll just start with that. I mean, you got Kenny Omega and Sammy Callahan for on, the uh, on the radio this morning. Ken, Sammy Callahan said he ain't wrestling Kenny Omega now. He says he's gonna beat him up and make him taste his well, own blood. Well, yeah, they uh, at her Thursday night show they decided to make it a no, uh, no DQ match. No DQ. Only good match I've ever even seen Sammy Callahan in is when he got his ass beat by Tessa Blanchard. That's true. Uh, I do think that he that Kenny Omega is going to lose tonight, though. I have a good feeling in my heart because yeah. I read I read a few things about him having a bunch of well, injuries. Don Callis is out of impact and now too, right? I feel like uh, he's Kenny's manager there, so he's I, he's I, not in a he's not the executive vice president or one of those anymore. Right. But he's he's still going to be there. I feel like Kenny's going to start dialing back, and I think they're going to get down to the point where he has only the AEW championship. Then that means a lot more to him and Don Callis and the elite, and because Hangman's coming after it, then that actually makes the title and and the storyline make a lot more mean a lot more, because now Kenny Omega has only one title left, and Hangman's coming for that last title that he has, and he's scared of Hangman. Obviously, if you've watched the last couple of weeks at AEW, you know he's scared of Hangman. So if he loses the AAA title and he loses the Impact title, only has the T- or the AEW title left, then he's really going to be fucking having. Uh, elite rally around him to try to help him keep that title and I can see that happening before I can see him keeping them and Sammy Callahan for the last I don't know four or five years has been kind of Impact's fucking guy we, a lot of people yeah, say Hayley. Moose or Tessa Blanchard whatever but like Actually, Sammy Callahan's him, always him, been there him and uh, Eddie Edwards he's a shitbag of a person Like I think the only reason but, I, if I even give a fuck about Kenny Obanga whatsoever is if they ever fucking do like an ultimate bullet club bullshit and they got like WWE participating and New Japan, my fucking uh, Finn no. Balor and AJ nope. with Kenny Omega with fucking uh, dudes that are doing it now in Japan. That's the only way that I even fucking give a flying fuck about Kenny Omega. I don't think that ever happened unless Vince McMahon bought everyone. 
and then he wouldn't even call it that. He'd put them together and call it I something I mean, Triple stupid. H says they're open for business. To, I, I, he's he's a liar. Think that he's yeah, and their open for business lasted about a week and a half with yeah. MLW. He's, he's a liar. Did dude. they even, they did something with MLW? No, they were uh, going they, to. They announced that they were going to send NXT talent to MLW, to MLW because there's so many people in the NXT universe roster or whatever. And yeah, within a week and a half, it just died all that shit back <laughs> it was like, done. Nah, we changed our mind well i knew it had to be something more than their fucking throwing evolve on the network and i think shit. it has to do with the fact that mlw got the vice channel and i bet you and if anything they were wanting to take mlw and put it on peacock on the nxt or wwe network and then they were probably a like, way smarter move for mlw maybe but mlw had already made that deal and i bet wwe was like well they can't get out of this deal so fuck it we're we're not gonna do that and also i don't think wwe agrees with the dark side of the ring shows <laughs> at all like at all because you don't like they like none they of never, none they of never guys, have anybody from they, WWE well, they, well, you know, they don't acknowledge uh, Owen Hart episode made him fucking squirm yeah well they don't even watch it they, yeah they, they don't acknowledge them at all the dark side of the ring things yeah then they try to counter program that's what I was gonna say they're obviously trying to rip them off with their bullshit programming and then like like you said a minute ago, you don't see any of the current superstars from their rosters that would have anything to what say about going that. What is WWE's mind when they throw a fucking "As Told by Gorgeous George" documentary on the fucking what? <laughs> yeah, the fucking Macho Man documentary with Gorgeous George. I've seen it. Where he's talking about him doing drugs and shit on A and E. Oh, on A and E. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Well, Why is WWE fucking? It's not on their network. That's on A and E. Yeah, but it's WWE produced. No, it's not. It's they, with their they, full participation. They yes, but they don't produce it or direct it. Right, right. But it's with their full participation. They just give them the video library. That's it. But they should probably pre-screen that Bullshit shit. Bullshit! If they don't, have, you trying to tell me that Vince McMahon don't have final approval of what gets on? No. Did you did you find did, on the? Have you seen the Roddy Piper episode? Yeah. Vince McMahon wasn't that shit with him saying the shit about him being in hell and throwing the phone. That wasn't supposed to be in there. And Vince McMahon was legit pissed about that. They put that. Well, I in mean, there. Vince has shit slipped through the cracks sometimes, but he is uh, well aware of that shit. They going don't. On. They, they didn't have as much. It on fucking raw. They didn't time. have that much control over that shit. A and E went off on their own and did what they did, and like they're legit not happy about a lot of the episodes that, like the Stone Cold episode terrible. well some of them are see some of them are one sided now like I love Stone Cold and everybody else does too but he has a dark side to his life and they legitimately didn't talk about any of that shit yeah, all Macho Man's all whole all they brought up about Austin is like he chose wrestling over his kids and now back to wrestling right and the whole the Macho Man thing be, is pretty much Liz drugs Liz who would think it would be a good idea to fucking be even interested in Gorge's Gorgeous George's side of the fucking story of Macho Man. Uh, she was. That's the least interesting the, fucking side no, of that's that story. The thing the, with the, Macho the, Man, the director is, and producer of the Macho Man series that uh, apparently fucking hated him. Yeah. Well, that's the only reason that that was made. Well, also the guys who made the Macho Man episode were the guys who did Cocaine Cowboys. Now you think about that for a minute. Oh really? Why wouldn't they want the only see the partying side of fucking? And dude, <laughs> thirty probably a good twenty to thirty minutes of that documentary is about Liz and Lex Luger. Right. What, what the fuck does that have to do with Macho Man's career? Zero. Nothing. They didn't talk about him being in Spider-Man, none of that shit. Didn't talk about even his movie career, none of it. They just talked about his wrestling they, and then they the did, ecstasy. They did try to talk about his rap career. And then the rap career, and then he died. I loved his rap career. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be a man! It just wasn't a good documentary. It wasn't a good representation of... After the Liz and his wedding, it was all just shit. Basically, they didn't talk about anything he did. You're going to tell me you don't like the fucking tribute to fucking Mr. Perfect? Macho Man rap song. I've never heard it, and I wouldn't listen to You've it. You've never heard it. I don't need to. Oh my god, it's so good. No, it isn't. It is very good. No, 
You're not going to argue with me that it's good. Coming from the man who fucking... I listen to rap music every day. You're not going to tell me Macho Man's a good rapper because he's not. Stop. No, but he has stop. good rappers. No, stop. With him and shit. Stop. It makes him passable. Stop. Says right. the guy who fucking brought over John Cena's fucking chain stop. gang bullshit for me to listen to. The motherfucker, went, the motherfucker went platinum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next match got Donna Perrazzo for the Knockouts Championship against a mystery opponent. Who? Mm, Mickey James. Oh, yeah. She ain't got nothing to do. Uh, I, she's, I thought she was no, NWA. She is. She's working on the uh, Empower. In you you were NWA, whatever the fuck. You can go wherever you want when which, you wrestle by the way, for people anybody, like that. And you know that. Which, there ain't no real contracts there. Which, by the way, if anybody's listening, the tickets for that pay-per-view in St. Louis, uh, the tickets went on sale yesterday, and you could pretty much sit in the front row for like 80 bucks. NWA? 80 yeah. bucks, front row. Get it. Go watch your Nick Aldis. I know you like him. I like Nick Aldis. Yeah, I like his boobies. <laughs> hey, he's held the... 10 pounds of gold for a thousand days now. Ain't nobody else to challenge for it. That's why. They closed it down. Last time like somebody challenged for it, they, they won though. it from him, right? Cody Rhodes? Yeah, the last time he defended the belt was against uh, Trevor Murdoch. Who? Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Tag team guy in WWE? Yeah, from 2005. Right. Anyway. I kind of modeled my redneck character off his. Um, could um, possibly um, Gail Kim could come back. Uh, she said it wasn't her. She's the one well, that came exactly. out and told him that. Exactly. It's got to be Mickey James. It's not me. Well, then it's got to be. I guess Hogan I thought was, she was the third uh, member either, was he? <laughs> uh, Scott Demore kind of gave a, well, it's not really a hint, but he kind of did. He's like, the match is going to be iconic. So now a lot of people are thinking that's going to be Peyton Royce, which will be Cassie well, Lee. I, I hope it's the opposite. I hope it's Billy Kay. Which will be. I don't give a fuck at all. Don't. Thing is, Donna Peraza has pretty much held the knockouts title for the last year. She wanted it. She wanted that Slam anniversary yeah, last year. They didn't really lose any titles because there's they have. This is the first night they're in front of a crowd as well, right? Yeah, the crowd yeah, is back. This is the shit time. that fucking we gotta watch in a couple hours. Yeah, it's gonna be. Hey, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be fun. Interesting. Yeah, we're doing a watch along by the way. Interesting. So uh, there'll be a bonus episode this week. Interesting for everybody that wants to listen. <laughs> Uh, you got the Knockouts Tag Team titles on the line. Uh, you got Fire and Flavor, which are the champions. Flavor. Against uh, Havoc and Rosemary. I think they I think they, can, they retain their belts. I don't know who they are, but I bet they retain. <laughs> they sound Flavor. Uh, they've pretty much held the belts since they the creations. Win. They won the tournament to be named the champions. Oh, they did? Yeah. Um, well, then they're losing them tonight. Then it's from some fucking brand, they, brand, brand new they, crowd. They did lose them once already, oh, too. Well, maybe not. Shit. They, they lost them to Jordan Grace and Rachel, Rachel Ellering. And then, like a week later, they won the titles back. That's Ellering, dog. I don't know. Didn't she just get released? I don't know. From WWE? Who? Rachel Ellering. I don't think she ever wrestled for WWE. She was in NXT, I thought. Nah. Uh, no. No. Uh, she had a few matches on nah. AEW Dark. I know that uh, Killian yeah, Dane got released. She just got released. I'm pretty positive. No, she's been on Impact for the last couple months. So maybe a while ago, she might have got released. Like I think she was part of the first round of this year, or maybe like right around when like they started COVID first cuts, like the very first part right, of COVID. Right, right. Well, that was like two years ago now, Doug. And then we have a uh, mixed tag team match between Brian Myers and Tennille Dashwood against Matt Cordona and another mystery opponent. Which, I mean, it's not really a mystery opponent when Chelsea Green's contract's up and that's his fiance. so. It could be her, possibly, yeah. May right. 2020, she got That released. could be a swerve as well because that's pretty obvious. You know what I mean? But also it's impact, so the obvious is usually what it is. And then we got a uh, fatal four-way tag team championship match. You have Rich Swan and Willie Mack against TJP and Falaba. 
I thought Rich Swan got fired from WWE for beating his wife. No, he locked her in a closet and beat her. Yeah, and she works for Impact too. Awesome. So, <laughs> she is the person that beat Deanna Perrazzo this year for the belt, and she held it for like a week or two and then lost it back to Deanna Perrazzo. Are they still together, Rich Swan and her? Yeah, so She young. likes being locked in the closet. <laughs> well. He just played R. Kelly for her is all it was. <laughs> Rich, come out of the closet. No, 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 bitch. I'm going to stay in there, feed you dog food, and play you R. Kelly. <laughs> the other two. weird, man. <laughs> the other two tag teams are the Good Brothers, and then the actual tag team champions was this Violent by Design. Not sure which members are going to wrestle because they kind of go by the Freebird rule. I think the Good Brothers retain cause, because their tag team division well, sucks. Well, Violent by when Design are, are the champions. Even oh. live up to the hype of that <laughs> fucking gimmick, man. I don't think the Good Brothers win because I think they're going to end up. I fucking AW. love the Good Brothers, but like they they're have not, never they lived up to the hype of their fucking gimmick no, they don't since want to. they came from New Japan. They just want to be. They just want to have a good time. They already made their money. They're I older. Guess. They're older too. They haven't done shit to make you, no you money. You know, you're speaking uh, about they sh- older. Well, they showed they showed up at Slammiversary last year after their no compete. Right. They challenged the Motor City Machine Guns to the titles and won them, and then they ended up losing the titles to Finn Juice from New Japan. Finn Juice. So Juice Robinson and oh yeah, David Finley. Uh, Juice Robinson's from fucking Finley, uh, Illinois, and uh, I think around the Gardner area. Um, you were speaking about age a minute ago. This uh, the not this week's, but the you guys ever listened to Renee Packett's? Is it Packett? Packett? Oh, oral sessions. Her, yeah. Oral sessions. Yeah, her uh, her podcast. So the week before this one, this this one that came out, her producer was on there, and he has his own podcast. I don't can't remember what the dude's name is, but they they went ahead. She she didn't have had something else to do, so they played an old. I thought they were on leave for her pregnancy shit. That's why she she wasn't on this week. That's what it was. So she did. She had her producer just show uh, do an old episode of his podcast that was on, and he had Brody Lee on that podcast, and it was right after he left WWF, like be- right. right before he went to AEW, and uh, I didn't realize he was like going into like his fifties when he joined AEW. Who, Brody Lee? Yeah, he was like old. He'd been with his wife for 37 years before he'd even joined WWE or right as soon as he joined. He was like, Brody Lee was like 40 something. He was like, he was talking about being in his 50s when he was on this podcast or whatever because the dude was like, I'm like such and such old. And he's like, man, I'm "I'm in my 50s. I'm pretty sure Brody Lee was only like 41 when he died. And he was talking about having to uh, color his beard hair and all that. He was born in 79. So So he's like 47. 41 when he died. 41. Where'd you go to school? That's what he was talking. He himself was saying that on the fucking <laughs> yeah. goddamn podcast, bud. But him and his wife have been together for 37 years. Like, that's crazy to me. They would have been together since they were four. So he said that they've they been together. The same for, um, if you get on there and listen to it. And he said that we've been together for 37 years. I'm not years, at all going to listen to it Which he could have just been talking shit because that's, <laughs> you know. But he also said he got his name from, which I never knew that, he got his name from Mallrats. Yeah, oh. Jason Lee. Yeah, fucking That's where he got his name from. So, yeah, his character's Brody and Jason Lee. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, kind of looks like him. Tonight, we also get a Ultimate X match that they're bringing back for the first time in years. Uh, it's a six-way match for the X Division title. Is there anybody that I would have heard of? Probably yeah. not, but it's the X Division match, dude, so come on. Uh, I mean, they're sweet. There's going to be like 30 fucking flipping, flipping uh, what, do you, what do you call it, uh, Petey Williams' fucking special move. Canadian Canadian destroyers. Destroyers. There's PD, gonna be a hundred of them. PD Williams is on the match. Oh, oh well, no fucking shit! A, bro. That'll be the fucking highlight of the show for me. Is he still that. like trying to dress up like he's a small Scott Steiner and shit? 
Uh, he, uh, he's, <laughs> Big working, no, he's, he, he, <laughs> no, he's, he's looking more like Team Canada. Okay, that's better. And Chris Saban wrestles tonight too, huh? Yeah, it's uh, Chris, Scott Chris Saban. Manager? Fuck yeah. No, Scott Demore is the executive vice president. He's, I like Chris Saban. He's he's pretty much the general manager of Impact. Hmm. Uh, I like me some Petey Williams, especially in the next division match. But you know who's better in Petey Williams in the next division match? He looks skipper. He ain't in this next division match though. I know where he know what I heard about him. I think he him. sells insurance now. Yeah, like post TNA 2003 fucking whatever happened to him. He said, you guys are fucking bullshit. Primetime was the shit. And then he went, WWF, I'm primetime. And Vince McMahon was like, no, nah, I don't see it, dog. And he was like, all right. I'm. He just stopped wrestling. Yeah, he did. He, he pretty much. He, just, he might have went to Japan. I don't Primetime and fucking WCW at the end. Oh, dude. That Team Canada. Shit. He wore the ring. He's, he he is the originator of MJF's fucking thing because primetime he used to put, because he supposedly played for a fucking Canadian football team and they won whatever <laughs> the Canadian Championship League is, whatever their The CFL. Right. Well, supposedly he won, was on the team that won whatever their championship is, their Super Bowl. Yeah, nobody cares and, about it. Right. And he had this big ring. But the story, the true story was that, like, it wasn't a real ring. Obviously, he never probably really was on the team. But, like, the story on WCW was that he had bought that shit from, like, a pawn shop and just said he was on the fucking team or whatever. <laughs> but that was his special move was to hit somebody with the ring and then tuck it back in and fucking pin them and shit. And that's kind of MJF's thing, hitting them with no. the ring, you know? No, the other guy that's in the match that you guys have heard of is Trey Miguel, the third member of the Rascals. Yeah, he'll probably win. Yeah. He'll probably win. Still haven't heard of him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I have. You, was yeah. he in NXT? No, he was the only one that was like, you guys are going to take our name and call us MSK? Fuck this, I'm staying in Impact. Yeah, he stayed. He was a smart one. Well, he said he actually wanted to stay in Impact because his family is in that area and he had shit going on. I mean, he pretty much probably made an excuse. Yeah, that's a good excuse because they were going to take his awesome. name and all whoa, this shit. Whoa. So who's MSK? They're on NXT. Yeah, there's and a... He used to be a part of them. Wes Lee yeah. and uh, Nard- Narder. Na- Nash Carter, Carter, Nash Carter, or Nash Carter, Carter, Nash. Nash Carter. Either way, they sound. So down. they used to be a part of the Rascals, yeah, on the Impact. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. third dude was like, "Nah, bro, I'm not. I'm smarter." So than that. is there two other people in the Rascals and Impact now? No, there's no, just three. There's no, there's no just, Rascals at all now. Just, the one it's just Trey no. Miguel. They were better as three. Even the people in WWE know that they were better as three. The other four participants got Rahij Raju. He's in the former. He's a former X Division <laughs> champ. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just I can't believe you can pronounce all these names. You got Chris Bay. That's, uh, that's an easy one. Chris, yeah. Chris Bay. You have Ace Austin, who's also a former X Division champion. And then you have the current champion, which is Josh Alexander, who held the tag team titles in the North for a year with Ethan Page. Yeah. Before know. Page left to go to AEW. The dude from the Rascals is winning it. Otherwise, I don't know nobody. It's got to be that way. It's going to be entertaining. It's probably going to be the best match of the yeah, night. I would say so. If it and, doesn't steal the show, then I'll be surprised. And then the other match that we have left to talk about would be H.W. Morrissey, which is Big Kaz. Oh, he's drunk. Against Eddie Edwards. He's drunk. No, I bet it might be an okay match. I don't know. I haven't seen him wrestle since he's, before. He's he's looked good in Impact. We'll he's, see. He's keeping his life on track, at least for right now. He was on the radio a couple weeks ago, and so, you know he sounded like he's in pretty good spirits. So we'll, we'll see. I, don't, I feel like he's he didn't impress me in WWE unless he had Enzo with him. So we'll see. That's all I can say about that. All right. So that is Slammiversary. Like I said, we're going to do a uh, watch along if you guys want to listen. and I mean, you're not going to be able to actually watch it live when we're doing it, but you know what we mean. It's kind of like uh, 83 weeks when, what, Conrad? Give you the 3-2-1 hit play. Yeah, when Conrad and uh, 
Eric Bischoff just pick a random show and then talk shit about it pretty much. Except we don't know what's going on backstage. That's the only difference. Yeah, well, we kind of no. know what's going on backstage because well, it's impacts so nothing. <laughs> I'm going to pick it apart, though, if I have to. Oh, you're going to be ready for it. <laughs> All right. So, exciting news and the WWE this week. We're all still sucked, so that's the same as normal. But they get a live crowd, man. I'm telling you, even in three that, hours. No, that is it. SmackDown. We have the live crowd back. Another problem with Raw is so many commercial breaks. I can't wait for Goldberg. You're excited about Goldberg coming back in front of a live crowd? Serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I hope Bobby Lashley squashes him, and then fucking we get the Lesnar Lashley shit that we need to see. The bad part is I don't think we're gonna get Goldberg until freaking SummerSlam. So he's got to be on TV till then. Yep. Oh. The bad part is I don't. I don't think fucking they can, Goldberg I don't think at they all. Get, I don't think they can get Lesnar to come You're back. You're gonna tell me after fucking Did two years? Did you see Lesnar's ponytail? He's rocking now. You're going to tell me after two years and a motherfucking pandemic and you're going to have a live crowd for the first time and everybody wants to see fucking Goldberg? No. That's not 1998 anymore. <laughs> I don't even want to watch fucking Monday Night Raw in front of a live t- crowd now. This is the only time I've ever even wanted Goldberg to come back. Why? Because it's been so sh- horrible He's, that I would welcome Bill fucking Goldberg. To fucking hurt Bobby Lashley and ruin his career? No, I just don't want to see him get beat up real hard. He ain't going to get beat up, though. What? It ain't right. believable he's going to win. If anything, they're going to have him run Bobby Lashley over a win and then lose to Lesnar in fucking five seconds. No. Again, oh, at SummerSlam. All right, do we want to take bets right now? Is, I don't, the, I don't, is the match going to be shorter than uh, I'm Lashley Mack- squashes Mack- him with, the fucking, with, the, I'm a, with I'm, his own finisher? I don't even so is fucking he, care. Is it, it going to be shorter than McIntyre and Goldberg at Royal Rumble? <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it because I'm getting because, fucking upset because, right now. Because that match was pretty much what? Spear, Claymore, Spear, Jackhammer, Claymore. <laughs> I don't even want to. I'm just, nah, dude. He's going to hurt. I'm telling you, Bobby Lashley puts the fucking Hurt Business locker on him. and Hurt Business locker. He taps the fuck out. <laughs> Dude, I can't because Goldberg pisses me off. I just no. He's old. He's fucking out of date. There's plenty of talent that they can use, and they fucking don't, so they can have people <laughs> like Goldberg on Who's there. Who's the plenty of talent? Where's the fiend at? He's he's supposed to come back. They August ruined him so many fucking times. Don't matter. He's still way more talented than Goldberg ever thought about being. The, you don't even like the fiend. Don't matter. I'd rather see him than motherfucking Bill Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg had his time in the sun and the only thing he ever did that was fucking major was win the title from fucking Hogan on a fucking Monday Nitro Bray Wyatt shit with John Cena at Wrestlemania during the pandemic me and Clint was that was the best shit on Wrestlemania <laughs> yeah but we were looking at each other like what is this like what the fuck but it was still because it wasn't on. a wrestling match it was a fucking TV show I don't know what it was I'm, yeah John Cena and NWO It was shirt. a fucking three minute. Like, if you was on shrooms, you'd have went to a bad place. <laughs> That's what the fuck it was. But the fucking fact of the matter is, nobody wants to see Bill Goldberg after being in a pandemic for two fucking years. They don't want to hear about Drew McIntyre and his Loch Ness tooth t- fucking monster sword. Ma- yeah, made out of fucking, fucking ignorant bullshit. <laughs> so, what did you guys think about uh, Vince McMahon being the first person to come out to the crowd and be like, well, where, where the hell sh- have you been? Why wouldn't it be Vince Short McMahon that comes sweet. out first? You know, he came out first at WrestleMania when they finally had the crowd, didn't I they? See, well, like, when I heard his music, I was like, come on, Vince, you already made your pandemic speech. Like, he wasn't going to make no do speech. That again. I just thought he was going to be coming out like, oh, look at us all packed together. We're going to overcome. Surprised he didn't have a mask on. Fucking with this bullshit. That's why I, I don't know, man. It was a good show and everything. From what I've read, I haven't watched it yet. I plan on doing it tonight. But it's gonna be a long night for you if you're gonna watch it tonight. 
So I mean, Slammiversary is not going to get over until ten. I don't what are you, are you trying to watch? I don't go to work tomorrow, so. All right. What are you trying to watch? After I go home tonight, I'm gonna watch SmackDown. Oh, dude, I'm fucking so pissed about SmackDown. It's live crowd, dog. <laughs> well, it was dude, it was pop, good. The it, pop that uh, Edge got. It, it was it was yeah it was huge. All I'm saying is fucking Fox Now app, right? I can't watch SmackDown live anywhere. We live too far away from Peoria to you pick can't it watch up. Can't watch on Hulu. No, I mean, if you pay the sixty dollar Hulu bullshit. I thought you did. No, 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 no. You can't watch on Sling. No. No local channels on Sling. Fox is a fucking local channel, dog. So I downloaded the Fox Now app. So thank, and so thank you, Sinclair Broadcasting. Yeah. You need to hit you a digi cable, bro. So so I downloaded Fox Now uh, fucking app, and I could watch Chicago uh, 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 Fox 7, and, and then I was pumped because you could watch it from beginning or whatever, and I got like right up to Carmella coming out, and it was like, oh, here goes your trial to uh, continue. <laughs> Log in with your cable provider. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking serious? Like, it was the first uh, time I was excited about uh, wrestling in a very least, long fucking time. At least they time. ended it with Carmel Z. Didn't get fucking... Vince comes out, and they have this fucking six-way fucking tag team match, dog. It was Usos and, Ray- and fucking Reigns versus fucking uh, Dominic and fucking Ray and Edge. Oh, my God, dude. Dominic's just getting fucking murdered yeah, by dude, Roman Reigns. Pulls him out of the ring by his foot and, like, no, power was, bombs him onto the fucking that was, table. That was throws actually, him the fuck around. That match was actually the first time that Dominic Mysterio has yeah. ever wrestled in front ever of people. Ever wrestled in front of a fucking crowd. He, uh... He, the he, first time he's ever been in front of people, Clint. He wants to be, like, fucking Seth Rollins with his fucking outfit. I, I, I was entertained by him. Fucking first. gimmick. His first match was against Seth Rollins. Fu- yeah. No, I don't give a shit. Dude, why is he gonna dress like him? Dude, I'm telling you, you would he, be proud of Dominic Mysterio. I can't be because he dresses like Seth Rollins. He gets your own gimmick. He's matching come back. Mysterio last night. He, he no. wants to be Seth Rollins. He, well, he gets his own gimmick, comes back, he can talk to me. He's pretty much Ray without the mask last night. No, same outfit. He, he gets his own gimmick, come back. So we'll go the, talk. Ba- the bad part is he's too tall and lanky to do the fucking 619. He is way taller than his dad, which is strange. Dude, but he was coming off the top rope, fucking on, yeah, the moon, out of the, the ring moonsault. and shit. The moonsault was good. Had a fucking killer moonsault, dude. It was yeah. the shit. A lot of close calls with the Usos. Looked like he got. He was selling like a motherfucker, dude. That's like, good because he's gonna Usos be. Usos were baseball sliding his fucking head, and he just yeah. fucking boom. That's good because WWE's gonna use him as a Mikey Whipwreck for probably the next six or seven. Roman years. Reigns, Kevin Nash, lawn darted him into the fucking uh, into the pole. <laughs> Actually, since he's came in, he pretty much has been Mikey Whipwreck. He's mm-hmm. got his ass kicked for like eighteen months. Well, he's got his ass kicked edited for eighteen months. It was entertaining. Now we're gonna see him on the road getting slammed every week and see how much he can really take it because these guys haven't been on the fuck. He Dude. hasn't been on the road yet, bro. So when's the last time you've seen uh, Sami Zayn too? Uh, the last A couple weeks we watched, ago. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. So like I don't know. Like I haven't. I guess I haven't paid attention to him in a long time. Like I know like he was doing Astro. Uh, Sammy. Yeah, no, he doesn't anymore though. He has the fucking like long flowing fucking red hair with this. Yeah, he, look, he looks like a straight up fucking on. homeless man. And he's like, and he's like perfected the fucking the gimmick that he was trying with the Fidel shit. Like, so he's like a uh, Charles Manson now. Yeah, uh, I mean, like the craziest QAnon person That's you awesome. could think of. I like Sami Zayn. And, uh, always, he always does good. I and like it was entertaining as fuck. And then Finn Balor fucking comes out like yeah. Sami Zayn. Who? Yeah. I'm like, who? Yeah. And they fact they didn't call him Prince, but his video was still up. Said Prince, but when they shot he's, to he's his the, name, he's it just the, said Finn Balor. Yeah, he's the Prince character again. He's 
he's coming straight from NXT. So I mean, they were calling him that. Prince Balor though in NXT, right? Like yeah. when they threw his name up on yeah. the screen. I bet you that Vince McMahon gets his fingers in there and changes it just back to Finn Balor. Well, I mean, it still is only Finn people know him as Finn, pal. We're gonna change that. Get that Prince shit out of there. I didn't say Prince on this. On, on this no, name. just like when Tegan knocks and fucking Shotzi Black came they're just Shotzi and Tegan. So they fucking came out. Well, is no, that next after well, no, that? It's, it's Shotzi and Knox. Shotzi and Knox. I'm sorry. And they are both riding the fucking Which Walmart she was, fucking she was, she Then Tegan Knox was on NXT as well, so what's she doing? Is she going back and forth? No. Or is just Shotzi going to be the only one on the main roster then? No, uh, Tegan... I think they called her up after they tried to start the shit with Candice LeRae the night before. So she was like the battery recharge thing, right? Yeah. Because they played like, that like, like that was Diamond Mind, and then it yeah. wasn't Diamond Mind. Yeah, they, they kept building that for months they, from her coming back from that ACL injury. And then, yeah. The, she was supposed to be like battery re-energized fucking, and like, nope, main roster. Yep. And then uh, what they've pulled... They pulled uh, Shotzi Blackheart out. They pulled Tegan Knox out. I don't like Tony, her anyway. Tony Storm makes her... Uh, debut next week and then they send mandy rose back to nxt they traded her for Aaliyah of the robert stone brand that means Aaliyah's is going to get fired soon um i'm like i like mandy rose so i'm glad she's going back to nxt because the mo- more stuff i've seen with her in nxt was more exciting than what they've done with her on the main roster so i'm, I'm 100 okay with that uh, and, the, the rest then, of them though and then with uh shotzi and tegan they beat Tamina and Natalia for a second straight week in a row, so I'm pretty sure they're going to get a shot at the uh, or the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. And since we're talking about the women, uh, my my favorite female wrestler on NXT, Dakota Kai, got a win this week against Ember Moon, who was a bit, who's been their top like face pretty much. Yeah, and then Zia Lee just blew right by her to go to Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, fuck that Zia Lee bullshit. She's going to lose. Oh, she is. Uh, She's got a bad character. I was gonna say she she's hasn't. Done, not she like hasn't, a, she's a, obviously a heel, but like her character's just not. I don't know. She ain't championship. She can get. She a, hasn't like done Ember. shit since she's been. She had the weird chick in the chair pointing fingers or whatever. And she was kicking people after they. She pointed her finger. Oh, the, yeah, the Shang Li or Shang Tai. <laughs> and and, or, she, and then the, that chick had like a fucking male bodyguard. The chicks were like, "I'm not fucking with you, guy." But it was. I don't think. I don't think. Are they even doing that anymore? Yeah, they're still doing it. Oh, okay. Who's the chick in the chair? Do we know? No, we don't. I That's. I think it's me. I think it's me. A yum. They keep, that would be, that would explain where the fuck she's been for right. the last year, for the most I, part. It looked like Mia Yim to me when they kind of showed him. I was like, they put a bunch of face paint on her. The uh, unfortunately, I, I gotta say, the titties that brought brought had like, she could look like Mia Yim to me. Which that's like when uh, the whole retribution thing started, and they're like, who's behind the mask? You can instantly tell who Mia Yim was just from their oh, abs. Man, her, her mask fell off in a match, and they had to fire her, uh, publicly fire her from the fucking retribution group. I didn't watch any of that they shit. They gave her a mask that didn't you fit. I you didn't weren't either. missing anything. I, I, I mean, I watched it I back about it because they like, showed no. it, you know, on the internet when you read about it, they show you can rewatch the segments or whatever. But yeah, she was wrestling in a match, and obviously we knew because we seen the one episode where she was trying to talk and her mask was too big for her face. <laughs> yeah, she just kept like, adjusting it. Why wouldn't in oh all that time God. you guys find her a better mask or fucking readjust it to the fact where it would fit her face where you could put her in a match? Or the shit was Because nobody off. fucking thought about them whatsoever, and they're too fucking stupid to do anything about it themselves. It's lazy, and just like I said, it was lazy, and the motherfuckers have been dialing shit in for the last two years, now they got to go back on the road. It's going to fall apart. That and Kato is the last time I actually watched and paid the, attention. The, right now, WWF which, which is now he's like... now Commander Aziz. Right now, WWF's like 94, 95. 
He was on on SmackDown Bad. last night too, right? Yeah, with Apollo, real quick. But yeah, that's that's right before one of the most pointless Intercontinental champions right now. And Apollo's African accent. No, he's um. Nigerian. 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 Yeah. He's and always spoke, African, he's, he's always spoke that way. He's been pretending to speak English. The reverse Kofi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like when uh, someone from England comes over here and does an American movie and does an American accent. <laughs> like uh, Dr. House. Or man. fucking Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, since, since we're on. Apollo Crews is the fucking Hugh Jackman of the wrestling world. <laughs> <laughs> since we're on WWE, this weekend's Money in the Bank. So you guys want to run down the card and give some predictions or at least talk about it and you guys can go off. Is it a SmackDown heavy show? It better be. Yes, I think so. Because Ryan's producing a fight. Well, the the kickoff kickoff match is the Usos against the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I'm telling you, that's going to be a fucking banger. And it's, it's not even actually burner. It's not even a part of the pay per view. It's the pre show. That's bullshit. What? That's the bullshit I'm talking. You know why? Because Jimmy got arrested for DUI. That's their fucking Dude, they, I feel like they didn't do jack shit about Everybody's that. getting a fucking axe for it. Not just everyone. He's like, Jimmy, guess what? Thanks. You guys are going to be on Roman the- Reigns for Jimmy's shit. Uh, Roman Reigns ain't being in the pre show. Oh, it's just the two of them? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. No, Roman, Roman's, Roman's got a title match. Roman's oh, the main event. Yeah, I probably, I probably won't fucking watch that. But you see what I'm saying, though? Because <laughs> because Jimmy got pulled over for DUI, that's why their title match is on the fucking pre-show. Not, yeah, not any that. other reason. Ain't nobody going to tune in. Nobody wants to tune in and see no pre-show. So do the, the Usos, UFC. do the Usos win the SmackDown championships, or no. do the Mysterios retain? I think the Mysterios retain. Well, it's the, the whole storyline is the, for them to bring the family together and shit. By now, the Usos the should the have won the tag team titles. They should have won them as soon as Jimmy came back. They shouldn't have been doing this whole, I'm going home since Jimmy's here. Fucking, I don't agree with blah, blah. They make them nine-time champs, right? Nope. Eight, eight time. Eight time. They should overproduce champs is what they are because the belts don't mean shit nowadays. But, I'm just saying they're trying to bring them home. Right, but I'm saying half the belts they won they don't deserve. Uh, you know what? You know what the only like I'm so over Roman Reigns and Jimmy Us- and the Usos fucking storyline too, and the only thing that's really gonna make it interesting at all to me, it started awesome. I think it's and still then going fucking good. yeah, but it was the like only fucking. It's still the only thing part of the turd on. you could shine whatsoever. It still is. It is, but the only thing that makes it good to me is if fucking they all go oost out with the Rock and do the fucking. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposedly going to run this shit all the way till next WrestleMania when the Rock. That's what I'm saying. They all come out. I hope not. On the fucking grass and fucking oosah. I I don't think. (laughs) I don't feel like I don't think they have enough contenders in the WWE to make it last all the way till next year at WrestleMania for Roman Reigns. He's had. I mean, that's like a, he's only well, got three. Well, that's why they're going to start. Right? That's why they're going to start trading people and do the draft again too. So then they can bring in new wrestlers they, for Roman to fight. They could have him and Balor go up against each other, but they're not going to let. He Balor fought beat everybody him. they fucking have. Who hasn't he fought? Balor's been on SmackDown. Sami Zayn, maybe. That's it. Uh, no, Balor's been on NXT. So Cesaro versus Roman Reigns. Edge, Daniel uh, Bryan no, we, could still come back. You know, anytime Daniel Bryan comes back, they're going to throw him up there. Um whoever else they sign in between if they get brought Roman Reigns heel turn like compares to uh, so like you know there's been like you know Hulk Hogan turns heel or whatever and then like everybody forever was like oh John Cena should turn heel John Cena should turn heel and like Roman Reigns turning heel was supposed to be a big fucking moment and a big turning point I don't like the gold but it's the same as Drew McIntyre fucking 
his boyhood dream to get to WrestleMania and WrestleMania was canceled type fucking moment. Should have been fucking big moments, but really, honestly, my prediction is their careers are fucking over. No, not Roman Reigns at all. But uh, I think that his heel turn would have been way bigger had he had a crowd to do it in front of. He didn't have a crowd to do it in front of, so it wasn't as big. Right. He had a Thunderdome. I'm forgetting everything that happened in that little section of history. But I, I'm thinking of the main event of WrestleMania, <laughs> and he got a pretty good fucking pop when he came out for being the heel of the match. Edge got the best one out of all three of them that came out, but still, like... Ain't Roman Reigns won the title at, or had more WrestleMania moments than Stone Cold? Doesn't that make you sad? No. That makes me sad. Stone Cold had a bad back. What the fuck you want from him? <laughs> I can but still, that was the record. Here's, like three here's, WrestleManias here's, in a row or here's whatever. The, here's the deal with what you just said. Is Roman Reigns has had how many WrestleMania moments? I don't even know. I don't care. But like, the ones that you remember are the ones well, that Stone Cold had, not the ones Roman Reigns had, well, right? What Reigns has right. been okay, well, that's the main event of WrestleMania for the it last It makes me feel pretty years. fucking good. They're trying to push him like he's better in Stone Cold. Right, but here's what I'm saying is I can remember every single one of Stone Cold's WrestleMania moments, and I can't remember one Russell, Roman Reigns' WrestleMania moment other than this him. last year when he stacked the bodies and pinned them. The only, yeah, that was sweet. That's the, the only, only thing, thing I can remember Roman Reigns Seth doing Rollins fucking He hasn't had a match memorable enough for me to remember WrestleMania. Stone Cold has had... Four matches. I remember Seth that I Rollins remember. cashing in and fucking beating Roman Reigns and Lesnar for the Actually, title. Actually, five. I can remember every single one of Steve Austin's WrestleMania matches. <laughs> I can remember him against Savio Vega. I can remember him against Bret Hart. I can remember him against The Rock. I can remember him against The Rock. And I can remember him against The Rock. Right. <laughs> it's not hard. Uh, do, do you remember the uh, Raw SmackDown? Or the Raw, not Raw SmackDown. You remember the Raw Tag Team Championship match that's going to happen tomorrow against uh, AJ? Styles and Omos against the, the Viking Raiders. Oh, I don't need to. Versus yeah. the Viking what? experience. I'm just trying to get us back on. I think Omos, Omos and task. AJ are gonna are gonna win it. Oh, that's at the pay per view. Yeah. I forgot today's Saturday. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm drinking. Tomorrow. Yeah, that makes sense. No. Yeah, Omos and AJ retain till WrestleMania or till WrestleMania till SummerSlam when uh, Omos they, is the when they lose the titles to RK bro. If Randy Orton comes back, I mean at home he's sitting at home pouting or whatever right now, right? I think Omos is the Kevin Nash of the Randy Orton's pulling the new Hulk Hogan and don't want to take the fucking laydown for people, so he went home. Is that what it is? <laughs> or do you think they're gonna do what I said and it's because fucking Matt Riddle locked him in a box and blew potheads in it? <laughs> and he was so high he got lost in the desert. Well, I mean it could have happened. I, don't I think it happened. I think people I don't, are fanboying I don't, I don't about think, uh, RK, bro. And I don't think Riddle is smart enough to find the desert. I think they're going to say that fucking Riddle fed him some brownies and he didn't know what happened for like three weeks. Riddle <laughs> needs to go back to NXT. Or Randy Orton hey, shows up in hey, AEW. Yeah, if Riddle went back to NXT, that would be awesome. we got to talk about that, too. So Hold too. on. There was a girl. What's her name? Uh, is it Heather or something? Was the first person to be on AEW and WWE in the same night? She recruited it. She recruited it. Yep. What was her yeah. name? Can't think of it. She was. I, oh, she's one of Bobby. She's she's a member of uh, Bobby Lashley's Ho Train. Yeah, and, and, uh, I think you might be hyping that up too much. And then, then wrestled in AEW <laughs> Dark later that night. Yep. So yeah, dude, that's which what did was, Rick Rude do? He which stood, was, uh, stood in the background of the briefcase. He was fucking Rick Rude. It don't matter. He stood in the background of the briefcase. But at least it was Rick Rude, dog. It's, like, like. Come out to the fucking ring with Jake the Snake's wife uh, on his fucking. He came out DX shit. and held a briefcase in the end, and he came out Some the NWO and held a briefcase. Fucking in the hogs end. around here to get a look at what a real man is. Yeah, and he was a sweaty hog at the end. Yeah, that was a moment. No, like 
that guy had wrestling fucking moments, and well, then there was a big deal for him to go to one company to the next. This chick, you can't even remember her fucking name. They put her over. It can't be that important if you don't remember. She, she's not that important. <laughs> she, not right now, but she might be in the future. You don't know that. She's a prospect. And all the, all the WWE did for her was you can be a part of Bobby Lashley's Ho Train. <laughs> at least AEW I mean, letter. At least, least AEW letter better for herself. But no, I, I doubt it. At least you, you're one of his uh, fucking four hosts for the night. AEW said, "Put your boots on, and have a match." Hey, he That's had. What I'm saying, he had six hoes. What <laughs> I said, he had six hoes. Right, exactly. And I'm saying that, she probably bettered herself going to AEW. That, but that lessens her even more. That, that's just, and, and they're supposed to be more respectful. Women's Evolution, right? Bobby Lashley, you get six of them. What, do you come out all fucking hoe train style? No, they're, I mean, they're, girl, they're party girls that are in the Lighter. VIP lounge. Yeah. <laughs> We're not, you're not going to call them hoes. We're Is MVP in on this shit? Yeah. 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 Oh, they're, they're party girls that hang out in the MVP lounge and the VIP Maybe lounge. I don't want Bobby okay. Lashley to beat up Goldberg. Actually, okay, at least, uh, this week on, at least this week on Raw, at least the one of the highlights I guess I could say is Xavier Woods beat Bobby Lashley in a match. So is Lashley, Goldberg going to be the Lashley fucking superhero that comes in and stops Lashley's hoe train business? Well, no, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm about to finish it. So uh, Lashley disappeared Dude. for like two hours, and then at the end of the show, MVP had the VIP lounge or whatever, and Lashley came out and just fucking destroyed it, and he's acting like he's focused again, and he's tired of the Playboy fucking oh. hoe train party boy or whatever. Now he's now his whole goal is just to fucking annihilate Kofi Kingston at Money in the Bank. You know who I like? Lana, but they fired her. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see her in uh, September. CJ. Yeah, she'll be with Miro probably. I liked her, and they fired her. You think they'll? I think she's think more. She's gonna pop up in it. I think oh. she's more entertaining than what he was just talking about. A lot of the stuff's more entertaining than um, what I'm talking about. I just, I, I, I like. I liked. I didn't think I was gonna like it when <laughs> Kofi Kingston won the title. I don't like how he lost it to Brock Lesnar in like two seconds. And I'd like to punch Mark Henry in the eye because on the radio when he lost it and Mark Henry was still waving that WWF flag hardcore, he was like, oh, man, they it's a, they want to have a legitimate fight feel. You get it, right? Blah, blah, blah. Now that he's waving that AEW flag, he's like, man, I can't believe they made Kofi Kingston lose to Brock Lesnar in three seconds. What kind of shit is that? Man, Kofi's my dog. Like, he, Kofi was a good champ. Like, he's not the biggest guy in the world. Obviously, he he's more Shawn Michaels than he is Hulk Hogan size wise but like he's been over for a long fucking time a long time i've always want i've always and, loved kofi and i thought he did a very good job defending the belt when they let him and he represented it well it's just a new day shit i think he had a match with daniel bryan right a couple i think he had more than one with daniel bryan he had yeah well he won the title at wrestlemania against daniel bryan and the rematch it was a three-way match wasn't it i think the rematch was a three-way i think they had two three two rematches the one that was a singles night i like that on SmackDown, the next one was a three-way to pay-per-view, I think. But um, I would I wouldn't mind seeing Kofi as the champ again. But I think that we're going to see Bobby Lashley retain. I like Bobby Lashley a lot too. But um, a, a couple weeks ago on Raw, MVP said something to Kofi about the I'm basically like the money and blah, blah blah. And Kofi was like, "Hey man," he's like, "I'm in this for fucking the titles and the da 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 and this and that." And he cut like a really good promo, and it was like. I'd, obviously, I didn't watch that episode of Rob, but I, I, like I said, I read on everything, and they showed that promo of him cutting that he was cutting on the MVP, and I was like, damn, like, I don't know if someone wrote that for him, if he just came up with it on the cuff when he let it off or whatever, but it was a really good promo, and I was like, they need more of that shit, and they don't have it, and Kofi's been around long enough that I feel like 
they let him. He, he they needs let that him, respect, they just, man. They just let him go and yeah. do his thing. Yeah, but he needs that respect. I feel like he needs to get this win. He needs to be the champ. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got the women's money in the bank match. You have Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Ash, or Nikki Cross, whatever you want to call her. Is she super Nikki in this yeah. one, or is she? Yeah, that's why I said Nikki. What, Nikki she's Ash. one of them, dude. I was gonna say Alexa. What's the What's the acronym she's going by? Almost a superhero. So Nikki mm-hmm. Ash. Uh, yeah. So people right now, I guess, are like going hard on Alexa Bliss because on Raw she's like this fucking weird dark character, and then on her Instagram and things like she's that, she's like, Alexa, I'm Alexa. Yeah, she's Alexa Bliss. Dating my singer boyfriend, and they're like, "Wait a minute, you're supposed to be like the Undertaker." Well, I thought that you're all dark, fucking this and that. And she's like, "That's just a character I play on a show." Blah blah blah. And it's like taken away from that if you're, <laughs> you're one thing over gimmick. here and one thing over here and like people are starting to get shitty about it so yeah but there's cameras everywhere man like how are you gonna live your life that fucking character well that's what i'm saying is i feel like you know wwe's kind of ruined that by pulling the veil back so much their self <laughs> their total divas and their bullshit bray's on bray's on social media i don't see him out there yeah i don't see nothing like about him unless he with shows his, up cookouts with his sister and his mom and his dad and shit he posted on Twitter, fucking hanging out with Bo all the time. I don't ever see any. Congratulations, like, Bo Dallas and I'll, shit. I'll get up in the mornings and get on my Google feed, and I'll see, like, oh, Alexa Bliss posted this on Instagram, and I won't I mean, ever see anything about, about Bray Wyatt posting is. nothing. Like, they, they legitimately, I think, make sure that shit of his doesn't get seen to not ruin his character. And I don't hers think they don't so, fucking man. care about. I don't think so. Like, he's, I don't have he's got a bunch either, of videos. I don't, uh, I don't know, man. There's something about the... I just don't like her character anymore. So I hope she well, doesn't win. Well, the other four participants, you have Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and I Tamina. I know who you're going for. Who? Zelina Vega. No, I'd be cool if she won, but she just came back. I Honest to God, I think Nikki Cross or Nikki Ash, whatever, is going to win it. Because she's lost a shitload of weight. Yeah. She's put in a bunch of time. They got this new superhero gimmick going. I could he's almost fucking, see them going with a super happy win because he's Wyndham Rotunda on fucking Instagram, like post about his kids and shit all the time. Be, because I think that in the men's Money in the Bank, we'll see a heel win, and I think we'll see a face win in the women's. That's just my feeling. I have a feeling that. Uh, <laughs> It's a fucking great picture. I kind of feel It's him and his kid smiling real big. It's yeah. real goofy. It's fucking, fucking goofy, uh, man. His kid needs a beard. Wyndham Rotunda. It's funny. Well, that was yeah, a funny his picture. real name is Wyndham. Yeah. On Instagram. I would like to see him and Bo come back as the tax collectors. And their dad <laughs> and their dad be their manager. Oh, that would be sweet. So say out of those eight women, I'm kind of feeling Liv Morgan. Uh, she's got her thing going right now for her. They got her on a little bit of a run, I suppose. She's They kind of pushed her a long time ago and then didn't. And then made her go back to what she was before. And she came out the dress and the, and the lesbian thing. And then they put her back with uh, Ruby Riot, Which, uh... They fired. Yeah. Well, now she's going by Ruby Soho. Oh, ho, Soho. <laughs> 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 was she got a 30-day no-compete or a 90? Well, she was on the main roster, so she should have a 90. I mean, they might have fucked up. You never know. Maybe she shows up tonight as one of the mystery guests. She could. And then, oh, well, since we just went over the since we just went over the women's, the men's, we have Ricochet, Morrison, I he got released. Oh, Riddle, uh, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Is that that's one match together, right? So yeah. SmackDown and Raw guys will be together in one match. Yep. I really hope that fucking Morrison wins. 
Oh, Johnny Drip Drip. I think drip. he needs it. Yeah, I think he needs it. And if they don't let him win, then he needs to leave and go to another company. That's the way I feel. His character's been wasted as of this far. Rich, who are you uh, picking as your winner? Johnny Drip Drip. Don't fucking try to start right off me. What? I wasn't paying attention to what you were just saying. Right, no, I don't lie. I was looking at fucking Wyndham Rotunda's Instagram. He's trying to fucking steal my goddamn answer. No, that's the only entertaining part about fucking wrestling, really, right now. Uh, It's Johnny Drip Drip. I'd like to see. No, he just has fucking flip spot fucking. He can go have a match with the Jacksons. He probably would. I know he would. He's he's had matches with him before. Except he'd be can, he'd be cannonball party. Ten people in a fucking high school auditorium. He'd be probably. cannonball party, not a super kick party. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck I'm gonna, for sure. I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins on that one. Oh, I forgot about him. Maybe if he have wins, you, do you dude, think he cashes in that night? Have you seen what he's doing now? I don't care. He had like some blue suit on with like white stars, like an American flag and shit. He's like a, fucking a three-piece suit that was like red. Can I tell you something about SmackDown? That we were talking red, about SmackDown earlier. So when I was listening to the radio today, a guy called in, and he was talking about the SmackDown show. He was actually at it. And he said after SmackDown got over, at the end of it, Seth Rollins is like, I haven't seen him, but he's apparently he's up on sitting on top of a ladder at the very end of it. Yep. At the very end of that um, uh, pay-per-view, they had a, a fucking another match happen. Start A bunch of people were leaving, but then another match started, and it ended up being a Royal Rumble-type battle. And the winner of that Royal Rumble ended up being Big E. And then Big E wrestled Seth Rollins after that Royal Rumble that night. He said that everyone was in the arena for like another two hours after the show ended watching this match, this Royal Rumble match that they put on with like 15 or 20 dudes in it. And then, then Big E, after he won it, wrestled Seth Rollins after that and beat Seth Rollins. Well, for what reason, there wasn't one, obviously. But they just did it just to do it. Well, so, the, well the way that the, that was pretty cool. the way the SmackDown ended, you had a fatal four-way match between... KO, Biggie, Shinsuke, and Rollins. And, uh, yeah. Uh, KO climbs to the top of the ladder and gives a flying elbow through the announce table to, I think it was Shinsuke. And then. Has, has KO become a spot monkey? Yeah, for the most part. Right, that's, that's, that's a shame. <laughs> and then, uh, Seth Rollins hit his curb stomp on the ladder to Biggie, wins, and then he climbs to the top of the ladder and grabs the money in the bank. Con or briefcase as they're going off air. So well, then, then you're talking. Apparently, after they went off air, he said, "If anybody wants to wrestle me, they got to win this battle royal." So they fucking had a battle royal, and he, and then, he won. And then also before they went on air, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah. had a dark match. And that's what I was gonna say. So next. He's, he also had a dark match on the show too. So I don't know if that means he's gonna be on SmackDown or if that means they're gonna just they're letting him have a dark match so they can get him in someplace. You know, so I think, obviously I he's, think he's not be, going to NXT. I think he's going straight main roster. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, and I told him, I think when they bring him on to the main roster, I think they're going to, that's when they'll show his dad's icon bullshit. That makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Whenever he finally shows up, then because his dad's got an icons episode they haven't showed yet, or whatever, and they pulled a bunch of stuff here in the last week or two weeks or whatever. Who? WWE, that? they pulled the Kevin Nash Stone Cold fucking Icons was the podcast. fucking Lex Luger bullshit. They pulled the Lex, yeah, pulled. but that still holds up everybody else's shit if they pull his shit. And they oh. pulled the Lex Luger one. They also pulled, um, you know, the WWE, um, uh, shit, I can't think of what it's called, but it's like, uh, is it WWE Untold? It's got like Eddie Guerrero on the fr- on the on the picture of it, and the last episode was about Shevin- Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash. It's like the behind the scenes of their whole run together. That. There's another one that was supposed to come out at the same time as um, the Stone Cold. I can't think of who it's about, but they also pulled it as well, hmm. and so it hasn't came out yet either. So there's a bunch of stuff that they pulled, and they're not explaining why they've done it. 
which is very strange for. But they could also drop well, it said all. It was but, but Peacock kind of controls when that stuff's coming out now right. too. So with the money in the bank coming up, they could still drop that shit. Like you know, sometimes after a pay per view, they'll have a fucking smoke and skull sessions. Right. So they might still do that afterwards. But the thing with the Kevin Nash shit was, it was supposed to be promoting NWO week. Yeah, and it was supposed to. It was supposed to end, and they, they, and, they, they did and they barely did anything for NWO uh, week yeah, besides show besides show people in uh, NWO shirts on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Well, they yeah, say so they they had if you got on Peacock, they had a little like if you <coughs> if you went down far enough on their little main page, they had a thing that said NWO, and you could watch like had NWO's greatest moments. Me and Dick watched it. It was like maybe a ten minute video. It wasn't even like the fucking coolest shit that they Didn't ever even did. Show uh, Kevin Nash on Dart and Rey Mysterio. Right. It was like a fucking very shit poor fucking peacock fucking we're throwing this together real quick just for somebody to have something to watch. And then they had like Bash at the Beach when NWO formed and a bunch of different like <coughs> pay per views and nitros and shit you could watch where NWO had good moments on them. Or their their you know, like their biography shit that they have about the NWO revolution and Kevin Nash's and Scott Hall's and everybody's, you know, singles, pay-per-views or whatever. But, yeah, they didn't really, like, the network used to be when they would have a week for something like that, they would push that shit all week long and have special shows kind of about it or or some sort of, like, I, like, like more of a call to it or whatever. And they just didn't, and even on their regular TV shows, they didn't talk about it just too much. Yeah. It's strange. It was. Like I said, the NWO is one of the biggest parts of yeah, wrestling I mean, fucking, for that time. And, yeah, they didn't do anything besides show people in T-shirts. It was 100% a part of the shock to the arm to get wrestling back to being extremely popular. In, like, 94, 95, it really fell off. And a lot of that had to do, I think, with the steroid trial shit. And, and then, like, extremely and, bad and writing that followed that. And WWE was pretty much all gimmick characters. Yeah, well, that's, and that's yeah, that's why I say that's where WWE's at right now. I feel like it's ninety four, ninety five ish. All right, and uh, we have the Raw Women's Championship for Money in the Bank tomorrow night. Uh, you got Rhea and Charlotte in a rematch. Nah, that's probably a good match. Charlotte might actually win it this time, just because <laughs> that's you know WWE. They allow they, the, 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 the shit they do with women doesn't make sense a good amount of time anyway. Which if Charlotte wins it, she'll be the twelve time. If Women's not, champion. if not, then Charlotte loses and fucking she quits and goes to AEW. Be with Andrade. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we have the two title matches for the men. You have Kofi and Bobby Lashley, which we've already pretty much touched on. So we'll just skip over that one. And then the Universal title, we have Roman Reigns and Edge. Mm, I think the, Roman's still gonna win that one. Or. Uh, he finally get, or Edge finally gets his one-on-one match from winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think I think you're gonna still see Roman win that, whether he has help from the Usos or not, or someone comes out randomly like Seth Rollins. I, I still I just don't see Edge winning it because they have this run that they're doing with Roman right now. And even though Roman was like tapping out from Edge's crossface, like I think that's just a tease to get the fans that really want to watch the pay-per-view this Sunday to see what happens. I don't think you're going to see him lose anytime soon. Yeah, I really think that that match, though, actually has the legitimacy to where yeah, it has the feeling that Edge could win. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, yeah, like I said, they, especially with Roman tapping out, doing the tap-out thing. Because the last few matches that Roman's had for the title, he knew Cesaro wasn't going to win. 
and that's and that's another thing. What I say about Cesaro, I, after he lost the, lost that match, what have they done with him? He's been on a steady downward spiral back to the fucking mid card and to the lower card. He's done nothing but lose matches. And I knew they were gonna do that shit with him. I told you guys that shit. I said they're gonna fucking after he loses a Roman, you ain't gonna talk, ain't gonna talk about him. You ain't gonna hear about him. What have you heard about Cesaro since he lost a Roman? Uh, they had Not him, a fucking they, thing. They had him get crushed by uh, Otis last night. He's the new British Bulldog. That's it. Mm. It's a shame. They need a European title for him to hold. Cesaro, I mean, I, I've been way over with Cesaro for a long time. But he was super huge there for a minute, right? I thought he was going to have... I mean, he had a championship match, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he went against Robert. Ever since then, he's done nothing but lose and be put under. That's sad. He yeah. went the way he's Ken Shamrock. He's British Bulldog, bro. <laughs> thing is, if they don't want to use him, send him back to NXT. Nah, he's, gonna do that. He's, he's too big for that shit. Now, he, he himself would have to want to do that, and I don't think he wants to do that. I mean, like uh, Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole and all them, they've already said they'd welcome Cesaro. They all want to have matches with him, so. Yeah, but he's one of them dudes that's got a big, like, his, he thinks his head's up here when it's really, like, right down here. And Every, he probably I've never thinks, seen a bad Cesaro match, though. Me neither, but he probably thinks the NXT would be an insult for him to go it have to go back to that. It would be an insult for him. So that's why he's on the main roster doing nothing except losing, <laughs> jobbing out every week. Fucking Jay Brown. All right, you guys watch uh, Fighter Fest Night One this week? Uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get around to it. I read about it, but I haven't got to watch it yet. Yeah, I mean, the only really thing I was looked like it was even interesting was uh, Christian and Matt Hardy. No, nah, it didn't interest me. That's an old fucking Attitude Era match. Yeah, but I mean, it's the first singles match they've ever had. Together. Yeah, it'll, and it'll get people to tune in because it's a couple old it's school Attitude freshest, Era guys. It's the freshest and, version of that storyline. It's like Ric Flair Hogan me. WCW 2000. <laughs> yeah, no, not like 2009 fucking. <laughs> not even 2009. But like, <laughs> like at least Hardy and like like Christian are way better shape than those guys were at that age. But like, I no, bet they're both dude, they way part, way partied way less than what fucking Hogan <laughs> and Flair did. Like, but uh, I don't know, man, too way past their primes to be doing shit like that. I'd rather seen Christian and Matt Hardy Russell, two younger dudes. And then them just sell the whole time to get the younger guy over rather than two older dudes. Like can't Matt sell. Hardy looks stiff as shit when he wrestles in the ring anymore, dude. Well, he fat again. Well, yeah, that too. Well, did, didn't Matt Hardy like break his pelvis or whatever too? I thought so. he got hit in the chair, head with a chair so hard that they're like, you can't. Sammy Guevara like fucking did the Bret Hart and ringed his bell so hard he wasn't allowed to wrestle no more. Oh, well, but he wrestled out last night. So or oh. not last night, last Wednesday. Which, so. Did you watch the match? Yeah, I've watched was all it? of Fighter Fest Night One. Was uh, it decent? Yeah, it's Matt Hardy and Christian. I mean, <laughs> Christian so some kill switches. Some fucking Christian <laughs> makes the match because he's the best wrestler that they actually have on that roster for the most part. And both their finishers the same thing. No, no, no you got the twist of fate, and then you got the unprettier or and, whatever. And Matt Hardy's like now he wears his hair in like a ponytail. Don't he call it the kill switch now? Uh, yeah, it's called the kill switch. Yeah. So like w when Matt Hardy's wrestling, now he keeps his hair in a ponytail, and then every once in a while, like he gets like a get, his ponytail gets messed up, and the hair will be sticking outside. He looks and like he's a, like bald and shit. No, dude. but he looks like a fucking crazy sixty-five year old man. Well, well <laughs> trying I can't, to wrestle, and it's I like I can make a very I can make a real good point though. When you look at Edge, Christian, and the Hardys right now. Christian has aged the best out of the four of them. Mm, I feel like that's the same thing. Except it's got really, uh, he's got a really bad Christians, haircut. I think Christian's age the best out of all. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Christian, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, but he's got a really bad haircut. Edge looked like a crazy person on SmackDown there. His beard's getting out of he's control. He's got a Viking beard going, don't he? Yeah. Which 
He looked good though. I'm not a Nedge fan whatsoever. He but he has like a weird me, like. But. He did an interview the other day and he had like a weird leather jacket on and like a fucking like a white tee and like these big ass like fucking sunglasses on and it was like there was no reason for him to be wearing the sunglasses when he's doing the interview and it was like, are you trying to be a heel coming up or are you trying to be a face? Like you just don't. I don't know, man. I didn't. I didn't get it and it looked weird and I was like, Edge, what are you doing? Which in the match, Christian wins. He hits the kill switch on Matt Hardy. And uh, gets the one, two, three. And then Private Party comes out of nowhere and is about to attack him. And here comes Jurassic Express. I fucking don't like Private Party. Jurassic Express came out. Uh, well, at least Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy t- for the save. And then. Uh, <laughs> Did you see that Jungle Boy got a fucking. A fucking uh, statue for his 50 wins. Yeah. And then he fucking cut about the best promo he could cut in his life, I think, and said almost absolutely nothing. And. He looked like he was not excited at all to get the trophy. He didn't. He didn't have like a fucking, oh my God, I'm the first guy to 50 wins in AEW, like, <laughs> trophy. Like, he just was like, thanks, guys. I'm Jungle Boy. Which, uh, Luchasaurus put, uh, Christian on his shoulders af- after they came out and did the save, and, uh, Jungle Boy looked really fucking pissed about it. <laughs> He's and like, those are my shoulders. Yeah, those are my shoulders. But, and, uh, uh, dude, Luchasaurus talking a couple weeks so, ago made me laugh so you, a lot. So you guys didn't watch it, so you didn't see Moxley retain the IWGP Championship against no, but I'm excited the Machine to. Gun. I'm excited to which, watch that. Which now, uh, night two of Fighter Fest, we get Moxley and Lance Archer for the IWGP title. That murder hawk. And it's going to be another Texas death match like they had at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I don't like the murder hawk. I think he's boring. I don't know. He's he's good. He's a fucking body. I don't, I like him and uh, Jake. And I hope John Moxley beats him too. And then you guys missed the most important part, which was <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, little cobweb. Little cobweb. No, okay. you guys missed the part where Darby Allen coffin dropped the coffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dar- oh, yeah. Darby Darby did won it, the coffin did match. It break? Yeah. The the yeah, the roof caved in. The roof caved in. I mean, the it's, roof, a, it's a roof, it's a it's a wooden it's a wooden in. casket, but yeah, he put Ethan Page in it and closed it, then climbed onto the top and was it really wooden or it. was it paneling? It was paneling. <laughs> That's I mean, fucking awesome. I mean, it's AEW, so it could yeah. have been cardboard for all we uh, know. I'm surprised it wasn't like the shit that Jericho fell into, just spray painted to look like a coffin. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, night two, yeah, we get. The IWGP United States Championship match again. Uh, Jericho has his first match that MJF gets to do the stipulations for. So are they only doing one match a week then? It's one match a week. That's bullshit. So it's going to build up until All Out. But uh, the first match is... All Out is the one in Chicago, correct? Yeah. Okay. So September 5th. But yeah, the match, it's uh, Jericho and Spears. And Spears is allowed to use a chair and Jericho isn't. That's the first stipulation. That's gonna be what ends. This, that's what's gonna be what fucking gets Spears the loss. The, the chair. chair. He's gonna do something like swing it and miss, and it's gonna bounce off the ropes and smoke him in the head. Or Jericho's gonna kick it back in his face. Watch, it'll end up backfiring. I bet him and Spears don't have a very long match even. And then we also get uh, Britt Baker and Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship. <sighs> I like Britt Baker, so I know she's gonna beat Nyla Rose. Oh yeah, it's, uh, they're just trying to legitimize their championship run. Yeah. So. Have her, have her beat the biggest woman that they have on the roster. Yep. And she's still waiting on that toy. 
Tony Khan release release Britt Baker's toy. Do it. No, she she's she's got one. Well, she wants another one that I just seen yesterday. That she well, said yeah, she wants to be on par with Cody and have like twelve. Well, then Cody's got too many as it is. Nobody wants to play with twelve Cody dolls. They don't. Well, they don't nobody likes his American flag tattoo on his neck either. By the way, put yeah, him, that the, put him under, not over. And the thing is, that tattoo looks exactly like the uh, new IWGP World Heavyweight Championship belt. If you guys haven't seen it, it's fucking toy gameish. Shit. <laughs> American Nightmare. American put me to sleep here lately. <laughs> Where's your passion at, son? And then also, uh, let's see, uh, Hagman officially came out to challenge Kenny Omega for the world title. Yeah, he did. On Fighter on Fighter Fest Night, night. 1. Is it, are they going to be at Night 2 then? No. no they, be at a pay-per-view. They, they left it at like a cliffhanger. Uh, oh. Omega gave stipulations. It's going to be a 5-on-5 five five elimination style match. It's going to be the Elite against Hangman and the Dark Order. If Hangman and the Dark Order win, they get their title shots. So Stu Grayson and Eva Luna will probably get a shot at the Tag Team Championships against uh, the Young Bucks. But if uh, Dark Order loses, Hangman and them don't get a title shot and they go to the back of the line. To the back of the line. I wish Hangman could have fucking had his own gang instead of joining the Dark Order because it might have been a big fucking thing then. But I don't really give a shit about Dark Order at all. Yeah, I mean, with Brody Lee passing away, that kind of killed the Dark Order. Right. I mean, it's sad, but it's, I don't know, I don't like any of them. I don't like the numbering system. They're just weird. (laughs) (laughs) So, that is what happened in AEW this week. We talked about, did you guys check out NXT? Because I have a rant about NXT. Uh, Yeah, go for it. Uh, I watched uh, half of it and haven't got to watch the other half yet. All right. How we talked about the fucking battery charging for Tegan Knox, and then they made the big deal about Diamond Mind. Right. What the I'm, fuck has Diamond Mind actually done since they came well, on? Well, that's what I was... That, well, here's my deal. What is the point of Diamond Mind? They don't have a fucking point. That's, right. that's my rant. It's like, they they my, show up and attack Kushida, and you have Roddy Strong as the main guy in the group. Which, so, okay, so, I get so, that. So then the very next week after they beat up Kushida, they put him against a fucking enhancement talent. So that match was bullshit. Then the week after that, they weren't even on fucking TV. Then last week, Bobby Fish shows back up to in the middle of a promo that Roddy Strong's doing and gets tries to get in his face, and that Malcolm Bivens is like, uh-uh, you're not fighting Roddy. You got to go up against yeah, the, Russ Taylor. Ru- Russ Taylor. It's like, what the fuck is this? Which is a shitty name that WWE gave to a guy, and he'll, he'll never get over because of that name. And then he, Roddy gets involved in the match, and it's pretty much a squash match for rust to beat fish so now we get Kushida and fish against strong and tyler i think it just boils straight down to wwe had three or four guys they didn't know what to do with them so they put them in a group it sounds really good it looks good on paper but they don't know how to write for that group yet and haven't found out figured out what to do with that group well then they should have kept them the fuck off of tv yeah um it doesn't like like, I get it. Like, WWE's been trying to do this UFC type of fucking gimmick for a really long time. Obviously, they've tried to get Brock Lesnar over as the legitimate. He's bringing legitimacy back to WWE. WWE was never legitimate. Ever. Not one time in its whole entire history was it ever legitimate. Fucking. Uh, then, you know, they tried to do the shit with Ronda Rousey. She's a real UFC fighter. Bruno San Martino did. Motherfucker. Like, No. People She's, believe Bruno San Martino was legit. Right. Believed. Uh, <laughs> it, like, it's never been legit, though. Believed. 
it's never been legit. Right, right, right. When people found out it wasn't legit, they were how mad were they when people actually found out that shit was not legit in like seventy something? Mad as fuck. (laughs) Turned the channel for a little while. Like they had to get used to the fact that Bruno San Martino turned the channel for a long time. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 just I, I I can't with it anymore. (laughs) I think. Pretty much on NXT this week. The best part was Cameron Grimes and LA Knight's vignettes that they did. Yeah, I like the him Cameron be, Grimes. Of him, new, being, of him being the butler. He's a new Vincent. Like, <laughs> uh, like uh, he shows up late to be the butler, and then he, LA Knight wanted him to mow his yard and has this big trailer with a... Uh, or it makes big, me sad for Cameron Grimes. It's funny, dude. Yeah, it's good. It's got, it was a good bit it's of got TV. Like a bit, it's got like a big tractor, and he's like, I'll have your front yard, this little front yard. He goes, I'll have a mode in no time at all. And he hands him an old school actual push mower that doesn't, the old uh, 1900 one. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'll get it done with this too. My grandma used to chase me around the yard or whatever with one. And then it comes back a little bit later and. Cameron Grimes is chilling by the pool drinking lemonade and he paid a kid to mow the yard. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty good bit of TV. I like that he's like on the phone and he's like, oh, my, my new guy's already late or something. You know, and he's trying to figure out where he's at and he starts making excuses for why he's late on the first day and shit. And it'd be a neat little, it'll be a neat little, um, little gimmick they do, especially when it comes to where LA Knight's going to end up losing the title and Cameron Grimes ends up like helping him win and finally turns fucking heel and ends up becoming like his actual Vincent because you know it's going to happen. Which Ted DiBiase said, or he was on Busted Open earlier this week to talk about Paul Orndorff, and he said he's he's still part of that storyline. Mm-hmm. So just keep watching because he'll be back. Well, that means Vincent might come back, and then uh, uh, the MVP of the NWO. I can't. <laughs> I didn't hear it very well last week, so I'll say it again this week. <laughs> he is the un- most underrated member of the NWO is Vincent. I don't even know what the story that was I shared. And, he was and, on there talking shit about and the same fucking thing. anybody that wants to go, I'll argue with you till I'm fucking <laughs> the the fucking heart and my body stops that he's not the MVP of the NWO. And then the only other thing on NXT this week, while well, we had Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship, which I mean, solid match. Yeah, it was. I mean, we uh, we knew it, Johnny wasn't going to win the belt, right? Especially not on a pay per view. Non pay per view. Did you just throw that. Johnny around and Johnny was a spot monkey? No, it was actually pretty good. Johnny's a tough guy. He can pick motherfuckers up and throw them. <laughs> All 130 pounds of them. Yeah. I mean, he, he did hit him with his finishing move twice, and he kicks out, but other than that. No, also, I didn't want to throw out there that match against Davey Boy Smith was against Austin Theory. Oh, fuck. On SmackDown. It wasn't a versus. They were teamed up versus two no-name people. But either way, I like Austin so, Theory. So they're know. thinking about bringing Austin Theory back up again, yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, So I'm all right with that. I like Austin Theory. He's just kind of got a weird face. He's a good wrestler, though. All right, and then since we've, talk, since we've talked about two pay-per-views this week, shit, we might as well just talk about another pay-per-view. So says it's July, and WCW Talking always, bash at the beach. always used to have Bash at the Beach. And we found a list of the so-called top ten moments of so-called. Bash at the Beach. So I'm going to announce them, and I'm just going to let you two go at it about it. So number ten. 1994 Bash at the Beach for the WCW title, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. That should be number one. Two years too late. No. Doesn't matter. It's Hogan and Flair. 
it's not even close to the. Is that the Hogan Flair? That was Hogan's like first. Sherry Martell, where Hogan beat up Sherry Martell in the fucking cage match and all that shit. That shit was shit terrible. It was bad. It was not even close. Hogan Flair, bro. It's not even in the top ten of Hogan Flair fucking Hogan Flair matches. Hogan Flair's the first it was, time. It was uh, Hogan's very first match in WCW. Right, that as well. It's not even the top ten of the Hogan Flair matches. It doesn't though. matter. First time they ever terrible. touched, and it doesn't even really hold up today because it's just bad violence against women like that's not my fault <laughs> how much the whole fucking attitude era between wcw and wwf was fucking this wasn't violence the attitude against era. Women. this was the fucking hockey era the dentist but what i'm era. saying is the whole attitude era was violence against this women. Was dungeon of doom you can't bring that shit up now <laughs> it's been going on for centuries until 2000 whenever when, when did they have the women's evolution pay-per-view 14, 15? No, it was longer. It was like 18, 17 or 18, I mean, right? Maybe 2016. Right. So that's when women started fucking not getting beat up on wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it's been taboo for a while before that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really spoken out loud to the fucking women's meeting. I'm too, saying he straight clubbed her. Wow. Yeah, huh? Down to the ground. Yeah. Macho's not here to protect you now, girl. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, in that match, she tries to, or she actually does give him a suit or. She a jumps splash. off the top of the cage, right? Well, there's no cage, but she gives oh. him a splash off the top turnbuckle, and yeah, I yeah, don't understand. The bad part is crazy too, though. Like the it. bad part is in that <laughs> match, the referee sees her, sees her do half the shit, and he doesn't eject her. Oh, sounds like he's got a good AEW ref- referee then. Yeah, it's Bryce <laughs> Brimsburg, probably. Mm-hmm. Aubrey Edwards, well, Charlie Robinson. <laughs> it might have been Charles Robinson, yeah, though. Yeah. If not, somebody trained him. Actually, I think Probably it was Nick, Nick Patrick. I, I think it, I think it actually is Nick Patrick. Yeah, it makes plenty of sense. All right, so all right, we'll go on to number nine. Uh, Bash at the Beach, nineteen ninety-eight. Hair versus hair. Eddie Guerrero against Chavo Guerrero. I can go with that. I can understand that one. I don't remember it, but I'm sure it was a classic. Yeah, I know Chavo loses. Yeah, and then, okay. he, then he goes apeshit crazy and shaves his own head. Yeah, and then gets Pepe and all that. That's where the Pepe storyline comes yeah, from. Yeah, I was going to ask him this. Where Starts Pepe. to go crazy, yeah. yeah. Actually, the match is pretty good. I went back and watched it this week just because I don't remember no, it. Eddie and Chavo always put on fucking but, uh, great matches, especially was when... this LWO era? Mm, it was before. It was before. before. But, like, in the match, Eddie focused on Chavo's back. Then, uh... The fucking that trying to get me, dude. I'm trying. I'm gonna get the. I just went motherfucking cross-eyed and fucking. I'm gonna catch it in my hand and kill it. It's moving oh my slow. Gosh. Sorry. Thing is, at the end of the match, Eddie, Eddie thinks the Chavo's fucking nuts and just leaves and lets him shave his own head. So, yeah, he does that. <laughs> Thing is, too, he uh, makes the pin as Chavo's holding a pair of scissors in his hand. Like, he rolls them up. I'm like, oh, I do you, remember that. Like, one of you guys is going to end up getting stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> that fa- was a dumb idea. Their family. It's all Carreras right. don't give a fuck. No. They did that shit in the backyard oh, at yeah. age eight. They were stabbing each other. <laughs> Hell, actually, probably one of them is probably who stabbed uh, Piper after playing La <laughs> Cucaracha as um, the Mexican <laughs> national anthem. It was probably definitely one of the cousins. I think that's racist that you just Maybe. made that connection. Uh, well, <laughs> shit happens. All right. Uh, number, <laughs> we'll go to number eight, Bash at the Beach 97 for the Cruiserweight title. You had Chris Jericho against the Ultimate Dragon. That should be oh, way higher. Be, yeah, that, that should be like number three on the list. Uh, that's like the... Uh, when man. you get to number three, whatever it is, should be the number of what Jericho and fucking Ultimate Drag- Ultimo Dragon is. Dude. Is number eight? Yep. That's Ultimate Dragon in WCW, right? Well, they, yeah, kinda, they got it confused, though. Like... 
they they said it both ways in the same night multiple fucking times. Right. Like, as ultimate. Well, when he, ultimate, ultimate. But they when he comes, ultimate. When he comes to the ring, it says ultimate. At but, least at that pay per view. I know there. And I think on the game, it even said Ultimate Dragon. Yeah, and the revenge. Fucking bullshit's what it was. World Tour. I think it's on World Tour. WCW, and they're trying which to from, pay Hulk Hogan for his from fucking Jericho and, toys. From going back and watching this match, it made me remember how good fucking Chris Jericho was in the cruiserweight division. Dude, that's why I said Jericho's 97. That was some white, white meat babyface Jericho. Jericho's time. 97 to like 99 was like his best. Like his best shit he ever did. I feel I think like it culminated with him jumping to WWE, and that's the mm. best he ever did. No, even like his first year in WWE was really good. He but like from '97, his cruiserweight title run, all the way up until like, well, I until mean, he's he still on a pretty big China. epic run. But like, even some of the matches he had with China were really good. Um, he always. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen a bad Jericho match. To be honest with you. I could say I've seen some of his matches. It's like that's oh, just the same old Jericho shit not gonna watch it and i think that's when he was in wwf and he got in that mode where they didn't let him do a whole lot and it was just like oh you get your four moves he was still having barn burners with ricky steamboat at that time though yeah, yeah he was cutting good promos and shit and that was that's what kept him afloat i feel like in wwe for so long but the whole calling out uh but just you dude know on the wrestler uh, for fucking right around, CNN. That, right around that time jericho had the the shit where he pulled the, the giant list out and stood on fucking nitro for like fucking 20 that was minutes. a little bit later than this like a year later than this. but you know what i mean it was a part of that age. night because 97 98 99 right. run like i'm saying he had that fucking window where it was like like you couldn't His like jericho was just shit. the shit man like you couldn't <laughs> not hate him but you couldn't not hit ralphus he had the whole you could not. He wore like the weird dress thing for a little while. <laughs> you remember when he had like the weird dress? He would his tie around his waist. Tails. Yeah. And he had the yeah. He had the little ponytail on top of his shit. And like, oh man, it's fucking Jericho, bro. <laughs> like you can't. I don't know. Like, he's so arm bar. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, hey I, man, that's one of his best segments in WCW. <laughs> I thought he in the night he shows up in fucking Raw. Like he fucking tries to interrupt the Rock. And The Rock's like, who are you, guy who me. has matches with Juventud Guerrera? <laughs> he's like, I told you my name already. I'm like, it doesn't matter what your name is, you know? And then you know, he did that for a while. He'd show up in the middle of people's promos and, like, he showed up in the middle of Undertaker Man, promo. my favorite shit with Jericho and WCW was the fucking uh, shit with Goldberg, man. He's like, Gilberg, or uh, what do you call him, Greenberg? Greenberg Zero, or two, or Zero, Jericho Two. <laughs> He uh, showed up and the Undertaker was cutting a promo on Raw this one time and it was a really boring promo, dude. And Jericho was like when he first showed up and was like cutting people's promos off and shows up in the middle of this promo and starts cutting the Undertaker down. He said some shit to the Undertaker that he didn't appreciate and the Undertaker got in the back and let him know like you don't fucking say things like that. He doesn't like, like his first year in WWE. Like He <laughs> loved his debut except for the end where he made the weird face. Yeah. And then like he hates his whole first year and like uh, got into a bad mood and had a so slump. good for me, dude. It, to me, it was after that that it got real good with his shit with Kurt Angle and Stephanie McMahon and shit, calling her a $2 bottom-feeding uh, And, and I feel like once like, like Benoit and a few other WCW guys showed up, he got a little comfortable, probably. But, like, dude, his first year in WWE, he wrestled Shamrock right out of the gate. He had... Um, the Lions then match? Uh, well, they had the Lions then match, and they had another match after that where they were trying to get over the um, walls of Jericho. So hardcore, like uh, it was the I worst, like it that. was like the most devastating move ever. That like he put it on Shamrock and he ripped Shamrock's stomach muscles so bad that he'll never be able to wrestle a professional wrestling match ever again. When in reality, he just went back to UFC. But like it was just, I know. And Shamrock could snap Chris Jericho in half. But I don't know. Jericho's always been. I don't know. Like I said, I think you just seem never heard of, never seen a bad Jericho match or a match where I'm like, yeah, fuck. I don't want to watch this because it's He's Jericho. He's always been entertaining me. 
Even when it's the same shit over and over again, it's like Chris Jericho. All right, we're going to number seven. You have Beach Blast, the the precursor or whatever. Is that 89? No, this is 92. 92. It was 92 and 93, but you had the tag team championship match between the Steiner brothers and Terry Gordy and Dr. Uh, Dusty Williams. This should be number 10. Like I said, there's no payoff to this match. That would be, yeah, but it's dude. like a thirty-five-minute match with no payoff. But that is yeah, it ends, fucking it ends, Goliath Giants fucking colliding. Yeah, I get it. Cool. It, it's it ends yeah. in a it ends in a time draw. Yeah, is it? <clears throat> There's got to be some suplexes in that motherfucker. Oh though. yeah, yeah. But it ends in a time draw. No payoff. What the fuck? That's some Vince Russo bullshit. Before Vince Russo's time, you wonder <laughs> well, who trained him. Whoever like, fucking well, this match. Ninety-two beach blast would be Bill Watts. Well, then, oh, then Bill Watts. So they weren't allowed to get on the top rope or. Fucking, if you uh, went over the top rope, you were disqualified, the right? The, they took the mats off the side of the rings. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Fuck that bullshit. Should be number 10. I would still like to see it. That's just a weird enough fucking, you know, Freebirds, fucking Dr. Death. Fuck the Steiners Freebirds. Steiners are the shit. Like, that's just a weird fucking combination, and I'm probably going to go back and watch. Which, which uh, actually is like... Gord- Gordy and Williams end up winning the tag team championships later that year. Not like the Freebirds. What was the name of their tag team? I don't remember. I think they... Kind of just went with their name. Hmm. Fuck so. the free birds. <laughs> I don't like them. Never did. Don't like Michael Hayes right now. Oh, you're crazy, dude. Von Erich's first the free birds in WCCW was the shit. Only Von Erich I ever liked was fucking the Texas Tornado. You just because he was the fucking Texas Tornado with one foot on WWE for fucking. Uh, six no one months. knew he had one foot until <laughs> like 2001. So that, that's Kerry Von Erich, right? Yeah. Who the fuck knew that till they brought the fucking DVDs out about AW, WCCW or whatever? Nobody probably fuck. knew, but fucking nobody. nobody knew who he was in WWE. Yeah, at they did. Like, Kerry Von Erich was a big it. deal, dog. They just fucking had to let him go. They didn't even call him Kerry Von Erich. No, he was, he te- was way yes, he past was his the prime. Texas Tornado Kerry Von Erich. He was way past his prime, fucking drugged out. Couldn't That's put on the a only show. problem. No, he could put on a hell of a show because I used to watch him. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of not being past their prime. Him versus Ric Flair when Ric Flair fucking comes down out of the helicopter. He had one shit foot in that match fucking, too. I know. It was that was the shit. You can't bring up his one leg issues. Or, it just he had a cocaine problem when <laughs> WWF gave him the big check. Speaking of not being past their prime, our number six. You you have uh, Bash at the Beach, nineteen ninety four, the United States Championship match. Champion Stone Cold Steve Austin, but it's stunning Steve Austin. Of the Hollywood Blondes. It should be like number two on the list if anybody's ever actually watched this fucking match. Yeah, it's against, phenomenal. Against it? Ricky the Steamboat. Dude. Or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. It's a phenomenal match. I don't think I've ever seen it. So that's, that's why I'm saying uh, not past their prime. I'm WCW bo- fucked up by letting Steve Austin oh, go. Oh, well, yeah. maybe. I don't know that they would have. If they actually. He wouldn't have been Stone could, Cold no, Steve Austin. But though, no, from, WCW, what, but from watching been, his talent in that match alone. He'd have just been a heel stunning Steve Austin. He'd have been like yeah, but Shane they had Douglas. Yeah, because he wouldn't have been Stone Cold. That's he'd, what I'm saying. Well, he'd have been Shane Douglas. Right. He wouldn't have been Stone Cold, so WCW would have won because they wouldn't have had no Stone Cold to fucking fight for That's him again. It's weird that I can think of Shane Douglas. And then I'm <laughs> like, man, I'd, if, if Steve Austin would have been in WCW, he'd have just been Shane Douglas. Because even when you look at his history in WCW, he was the TV champ. He's a tag team champ. He's the United States champ. He gets he first Paul Heyman one. guy. He gets he gets fired because he gets hurt. Yeah. So Tours tries by FedEx. Well, and that and that and Eric Bischoff didn't see any money in him. Also, yeah. How how can you draw money with a guy with just black tights? No, I've only let you win every title except for the main one. But you're not most, drawing me any money, dog. <laughs> most generic looking guy. Best match that. And one, then copied it fucking a year later with Goldberg. I would say that that, that match at Bash at the Beach, probably Steve Austin's best match, singles match in WCW, and his best tag team match was probably him and Brian Pillman against uh, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, and 
Clash of Champions, I think, 23. Man, I would say, uh, was it Ricky Morton that he beat? He won the U.S. champion or TV title from fucking Stone Cold uh, Ricky yeah. Morton. Ricky was Morton passed his prime at that point. I mean, just like five years past his prime. Him and, like just... sh- if you, him and Steamboat are the shit in this fucking Bash of the Beach match. And I think... I think the fucking he hits Steamboat with the stun gun. He fucking goes over the top rope, and it's still that. If you go over the top rope in WCW, shit, you lose. Yeah, he yeah he was trying to get disqualified for half the match. And then they go into this whole feud after that, where because Steamboat went over the top rope to lose the match or whatever, they you know because the title didn't change hands, and then it just went on and on for a while. Yeah, because uh, actually they tried to uh, disqualify Austin, and then Steamboat yells at the referee mm-hmm. and tells him fuck it we want to continue and start the match restart yeah. the match and then the fucked up thing about that whole thing is is WCW didn't went in what WCW does and I'm pretty sure they let Hacksaw Jim Duggan end up with the title at the end of all of it that makes a lot of sense exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> alright we'll go on to number 5 you have Bash at the Beach 1996 the opening match Rey Mysterio against Psychosis that was probably like the first introduction of Lucha to the American audience, right? It is. Yeah, they brought Mike Tanay in and Bobby Bobby the Brain Heenan's like, how the fuck do you know this stuff? He's like, I watch it. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, man. I mean, Rey Mysterio. I do. They, I mean, Psychosis, too. Was, they never had a bad a, match ever. This one is about Dominic's size, but not his height. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I can't. I mean, them two dudes, you get them in the ring together, especially when they were young like that. <laughs> Thing Even is, in a tiny little WCW ring, they made it look like a giant WWF the, ring. The, th- the thing <laughs> is, the night before, they wrestled in Mexico against each other, and they had an even better match and beat the living shit out of each other, and they still made it to the pay-per-view and, and no, wrestled. And <laughs> I bet you no one's ever seen that match from Mexico Not, the night before, really. Besides Mike Tanay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or whoever watched Public Access in Mexico that night, whoever had Channel 5. Hey, man, we love Channel 5. I really want to go to Mexico City to see no. this arena. No. And... You, go by yourself. Oh, you can go. Ain't nobody stopping you from going. <laughs> That's what's dangerous. Ain't nobody going with you. Ain't nobody going to fucking be able to babysit right. me. There's a couple of people we know that went from Petersburg, and they tried to snatch fucking two of the girls that went there off the street. Son. Why ain't a girl getting Fuck snatched that. off the street? Though? It don't matter if man, woman, child. They're going to try to take you. No, nobody wants me. No, they do. <laughs> and they want to threaten your family for money they don't have. I'm a fucking poor kid from Havana. Ain't they don't know that. Nothing. And then they put you in tires and light you on fire. I don't give a fuck about your barge walking boots. I don't think there's a whole... Even like, duct tape boots to them is more money than what they have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to number four. <laughs> you got Beach Blast 1992. You have a false count anywhere match between Sting and Cactus Jack. I could leave that at number four. It's a good match. I've seen it before. I haven't seen that one either, but... Sting, um, Sting, and Sting wins. It's two weird styles. I would say that that's probably Cactus Jack's biggest match in WCW, I feel like. Hell no. His what? motherfucking Halloween Havoc no, electric chair match no, no. was his best match in WCW. No, that, was his, that was his biggest <laughs> With Abdullah match. With Abdullah the Butcher. That was his biggest match in WCW, I feel like. Cactus Jack's was... That was... Was it for the, you say, United States? Uh, there's no title on the line. Oh, I thought there was. Nope. Kind of... I think it came from... Uh, uh, you guys remember Battle Bowl? I think yeah. I think something happened there, and it's a fallout match of that. Fucking mm. Battle Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Battle Bowl. What about Battle Bowl? I don't know. All right. It's Battle Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, we'll go to number three. This is what you said should be Jericho Ultimo, so this one's actually number eight to you. Right. What is it? Bash at the Beach 2000. Booker T went in the right. You said title. 2000 and WCW. It should be number 10 no matter what. But yeah, Booker T, yeah, that's good shit. But Booker it, T and uh, who? 
Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Should have been Hulk Hogan. But he, oh, uh, we're Hogan. Hogan said, I'm going home. Dude, that shit was awesome. It wasn't number four material. Uh, I mean, they could cut Vince Russo out. It'd been even cooler. No, you can cut but... the whole pay-per-view out and it'd be even cooler. <laughs> they don't deserve to be at New number Blood four. was a they shit. They deserve to be at number eight. New Blood storyline was a shit. No. I loved it. Kidman and fucking versus Hogan and shit before that. But that's not what the, we're talking about. Booker T winning the title. Right. The first time ever. The most deserving fucking... The the title win of all WCW time. They finally fucking put somebody over that didn't jump to WCW. And, and it should be at number one. Get in the right direction. And then Hogan. I mean, I don't even know if we're allowed to talk about this because Hogan's damn, lawsuits with WCW. Fucking <laughs> Hogan didn't want to take the lay down for Jeff Jarrett or Booker. That's not what happened. Sure. And that, out of the Depending mouth of. Depending on whose story you hear. Man, but if you talk to people that were there besides Vince Russo, who's a raving fucking <laughs> lunatic, anyways. Hogan was okay, supposed to be down for all the, from everything I've ever heard. And then he turned no, around and was like, no, no brother, you tried to play me. That's well, because Vince was being a crazy person. Lawsuits. And if Vince Russo ever hears us now, we're going to get sued by him, too. Yeah, bro, bro, don't sue me, bro. Do you know the fucking cease and desist story between him and Jim Cornette? I, he just apologized to Jim Cornette live on the air the other day. So Jim Cornette was like cutting his just scathing fucking ridiculous fucking promos on Vince Russo. Well, he still, he still calls him shit stain. Yeah, he calls him shit stain. And Vince Russo sends him a cease and desist letter from his lawyer or whatever. So fucking, he just kept fucking ranting, and he, uh, he got an order of protection against him because he, uh, he thought he was going to be violent towards his family. The, so Vince, fucking Jim Cornette, signs the fucking order of protection and auctions it off on his fucking website, calling him a pussy the whole time. Russo put out a video the other day trying to put out a public apology to Jim Cornette to get it to stop finally. He said he wants it all to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Someone shared I'm it on sure the, he does. Someone shared it on the Cult of Cornette page. <laughs> all right, we'll go on to number two. You have Hollywood Hogan and Dennis Rodman against DDP and, one and Malone. This needs to be number one on the at list. Bash at the Beach, 1998. This is the biggest thing Bash at the Beach ever did. It's already number two. This I is mean, the biggest thing they ever did for Bash at the Beach. The biggest thing they ever did. History. It's the biggest thing they ever did. Just like Road Wild, the biggest thing they ever did was have Jay Leno on. Yeah, but Road Wild wasn't shit. It was a fucking free pay-per-view with no fucking cover charge. It don't matter. They went to fucking Sturgis and blew it up every they year. They made zero money doing it, though. Well, that's not our fault. That's their fault. Well, it's their jobs, too. So it can't be the biggest moment when it's literally quite, literally by the definition of what a wrestler's job is, fucking the worst possible job they could have fucking done. Yeah, but either way, you still <laughs> remember Jay Leno. That fucking I mean, I'm sure you do, but it was not bigger than fucking Hulk Hogan's heel turn. All right, well, since you brought that up, we'll go to number one. What should be number two? Which number one, Bash at the Beach, 1996. Hogan drops the leg and is revealed as the third man, the creation of the NWO. We were just talking. We just watched it the other day. Both got goosebumps and shit. They were yeah. throwing batteries in the motherfucking yeah, end of the ring and shit. Still goosebumps, but it doesn't mean it needs to be number one. Austin 316 gives me goosebumps. That's number one it, it fucking number promo one, in WWE history to me. No, no. But it's a good one though. <laughs> it's a real good one, for so, sure. But I don't. I think number two and one, I got it fucked up. I the think, biggest thing WCW ever did was have fucking Rodman. I think you're more of a basketball fan than you are a wrestling fan, so it might have been bigger for you. No, I think the fucking fact that like I mean, it was Mike Tyson coming to WrestleMania 14 to this day is still the biggest celebrity thing that they ever did. The yeah, biggest but, celebrity grab they ever had was Mike so Tyson. Hogan I don't turning give a fuck heel. About, 
is still bigger moment than any celebrity bullshit mm. that fucking the Bulls were so over in the nineties. That was such a right. big deal, dude. For basketball, fans. and I wasn't a WCW fan, and I remember right. having or, debates about who was going to win that match, and I didn't even watch WCW. Right, that's what I'm saying. You never watched WCW. You didn't watch that shit, and fucking. But you know what I didn't hear about? Fan. You know what I didn't hear about? Wrestling fans. No, I didn't hear about the NWO. You didn't. You never. I remember you're seeing, wearing a fucking NWO shirt right, right now. I am because I. Twenty five years later, we're talking about the NWO, not fucking Carl fucking Malone. I, Lakers I, wasn't even talking about him in fucking like oh four. He wasn't even in the Lakers. He was in the fucking. <laughs> he was on the Lakers in Utah three Jazz. when we were seniors. Yeah, he was a member of the Jazz in ninety eight though. We weren't right. talking about it fucking five years later when he was still playing actively playing basketball. Are we talking about Bash at the Beach. I always bring that shit up. Malone and fucking. Jordan I mean, it was big. I'm not saying it wasn't like, big, but. Hogan turning heel was a monumental shift in how wrestling was presented on fucking cable in, TV in, that NWO has long-lasting effects that they still make money on. There was an NWO front shirt front row of fucking uh, SmackDown on fucking Thursday night. I'm sure. Wait a minute, fucking Carl Malone, fucking Rodzilla fucking well, you shit know, on. I don't want you to think about that shit now because WWE wants you to make it think that they're the bigger company. It's just because it's more memorable and it still generates income. Which a wrestling's job job is to do. I mean, I guess because Hogan's Hogan, but right. like, it still needs to be number two, not number one. If we're looking at like fucking what, not making money or fucking. I mean, either way, Hogan was in the match. Memorable. I mean, either way, Hogan was in the match. The biggest part of that storyline was Rodman skipping out on Bulls practice. No, it was more than that. I mean, Rodman was like a fucking like a icon at that point in time even this fucking kid over here can tell you he had a rodman jersey i know i mean Rod, i'm not rodman debating that over, rodman's not man, fucking rodman huge but that's the biggest the part of that story is you him had skipping michael out jordan on the playoffs and practice. dennis rodman it wasn't michael jordan or dennis rodman it was just michael jordan and then dennis rodman there wasn't no other in between after that right. it, was it was like a good it was celebrity the moment deal. yeah all it's right. like Mike Tyson, but Hogan's moment's bigger than that, too. I don't think so. Now to crowd you guys back in, since Slam Anniversary is going to start in about 20 minutes, and we got to get set up for that. <laughs> Instead of doing the high spot of the week, since it is money in the bank, what's your favorite cash-ins? Uh, mine is Dolph Ziggler. Monday Night Raw wins the title. Fucking whole entire crowd went absolutely apeshit. The WC, or and the then they big heavyweight. Yeah, and then they completely build. botched it after that with his title run. But that was, to me, like one of the biggest mm-hmm. fucking title. Like... Happened on a Raw, which is a very rare occasion for a title to change hands on a Raw. And if you watch that back, the whole entire crowd goes absolutely fucking ape shit the minute he wins it. And then they botched it for the rest of the time he had it. But that was the biggest one, I feel like, to me, to me in my heart. I feel like the biggest one that had the biggest payoff, because like, for a long time there was like a Money in the Bank curse. That like you won the Money in Bank and then you never fucking went on or anything. But like the first cover. time like the curse was like broke and like the Money in the Bank actually meant something... Was when Seth Rollins cashed in on fucking what was it Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns? I mean they had a Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match. I don't remember who won that. I think Roman Reigns might have beat Brock Lesnar, um, and then he cashed in on Roman Reigns. And, no, no, Brock Lesnar beat Roman Reigns, and then Seth cashed in on Seth Roman. cashed in yeah, on fucking Brock and WrestleMania thirty one. The WrestleMania swerve, as they right, call it, thirty one. That's the only time the money banks ever even meant anything to me. A swerves when you make somebody think something's going to happen that don't. That definitely wasn't what happened that mm-hmm. night. I just thought it fit Seth no, Rollins' just character. Burn it down. I mean, that was the uh, that wasn't, it was before <laughs> all that shit though. That was when he was the yeah, part of the authority. In fact, well, he, didn't, he didn't sell out the shield. He bought into the authority. And I thought that's when he won and started dating Becky Lynch, and then fucking his career went downhill. <laughs> no. <laughs> now he's Lex Luthor. Well, that's now that's when he was preaching or something. It's all bad. <laughs> Give me my crowd back, thank God. <laughs> and they're back. Yeah, well, we're so, gonna find out who the men and who the fucking boys are now that the crowd's back. They're gonna start letting people. What's have your favorite it. cash in? You just said it. 
Seth really? Rollins or WrestleMania 31. You guys I thought you were going to say Edge like the first ever. No. That nope. was a good one too, though. I mean, it was it was his was predictable. It launched the concept. Right, and it was predictable, and it made sense because at that my, time, Cena was, gonna, was such was a superhero. Gonna say my, my pick for tomorrow night is Seth Rollins to win Money in the Bank for a second time. So I don't think he's going to mm. win. I think that's the only way he can save his career. I think it's obvious, but I think I don't think he's going to win. I think Big E's going to win it. Big Ernesto. Did, didn't you just pick John Morrison earlier? Yeah, yeah. Johnny Drip Drip's but if I, in my, I mean, if we're really talking about it from WWE's <laughs> point of view, it's probably going to be, be Big E. It'd be cool if it would be Johnny Drip Drip, but let's face it, he's John. He's uh, the Miz's lackey, and the Miz is even torn to ACL. He still is lackey. Yeah, which is bullshit. Yeah. It's going to be so, bigger Nesto. So with that, we'll end the show, and we'll s- hopefully you guys stick around and I'm not check out around. the Slammiversary. I'm going to be here, but not in physical form. Oh. <laughs> or I'll be here in physical form, but not mental. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll uh, see you guys what? next week.